0: We know
1: of new methods of attack. The horse, the fifth column. Greetings, and welcome back to another exciting installment of the fifth column podcast. This is your weekly rhetorical assault on the news cycle, the people that make it, and occasionally ourselves. I am Camille Foster. I'm, I'm delighted to be with you today. I'm joined by Matt Welch, Michael Moynihan. Who are we are all in different states today? Um, yeah. Matt, you're over there in California in some weirdo hotel. Went hand. God, it's weird. Glacial <laughs> estate. Your compound. The compound um, in the <clears throat> north. Uh, and we call I this the Robert
0: F. F. Kennedy Jr. Compound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's like a Kennedy compound, but it's a little conspiratorial. <laughs> yeah, and
1: I am I am in uh, in just in the orbit of Washington D.C. Um, you're at home my, at my home. Um, although there, there although. will probably be some news pretty soon. Oh relocating again and you um, because fuck. I'm a lunatic <laughs> I'm <laughs> relocating cross country again yeah. but we will have more to say on that in due time don't can worry can i tell you my the theory as to why it's going anywhere it's going to be great i don't know if i want to hear that okay this is my it's a theory it's a theory it's a theory it's nothing i don't know if i will not confirm or deny yeah yeah yeah
0: you want to move to a state in which the stores like I don't know, Walgreens, CBS, where everything is free, and you just walk in <laughs> with a pallet, like one of those uh, hand trucks, uh, fill it up, and you walk out, and everything's fine. And everyone's right. like, Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Know, and if anyone tries to stop you, they're the bad yeah. person, right? Yeah. And they'll get fired. You know, that sounds like a good deal to me. There's
2: quite a this few states. I saw a video on Twitter.
1: I saw a video on Twitter that was captured it, purportedly. In Montgomery County, Maryland, where I went to high school and middle school,
0: uh-huh. and it
1: was of a man burglarizing the CVS, filling some sort of bag with all matter of things mm-hmm. and making a mess in the process and then just walking out the door without paying. Mm-hmm. So apparently this happens all over the place now. And Did you see the the- Cannot the, be avoided. Uh, the
0: Home Depot one from a couple of days ago?
1: I didn't see that. The last one I saw before that was the Lululemon one where there were purportedly some people fired as well, what do you, I didn't even bother following that What do you, what
2: do you take one. when you just do a quick burgle of Home Depot? Uh,
0: it was, <laughs> um, let, me, let me correct you there, yeah. Matt. Uh, it was not a quick
2: burgle. Uh, okay. They
0: literally went in with big, those, <laughs> took you know, the time. big pallet things list? that you push on. <laughs> oh, they, they did? Yeah. 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 The flat they, one? They get yeah, some the motherfucking one.
2: plywood? oh my god
1: it was those things always have the bum wheels i mean that's really gonna be a problem (laughs) yeah but you know what it's not a problem because no one
0: cares Uh, because (laughs) we live in uh the soviet society where everything is everybody's
1: if you do go into steel if you ask for help like oh i'm trying to find this and Mm -hmm. say well i okay i'll show you but are you gonna pay oh no all right. that? I'm curious <laughs> what about what that, that
2: choice of accents. Yeah. What do you mean? Okay. It's a okay. it's a thief I accent. Mean, it could,
1: it could have been. <laughs> oh, what <laughs> the? Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Wait all a right. minute. What? What's wrong? No, no that's how some that's thieves fine. talk. Yeah, yeah. Some, do you doubt that guy. some thieves talk like that? Some what hashtag. are you kind of racist? Not all yeah. thieves. <laughs> you know, I want to point out that
0: on I couldn't tell because they were wearing balaclavas, but I'm pretty sure that the people in Home Depot were Norwegian. And they were like, "I'm trying to find like lots of different things for the. Totally possible. I mean, if people don't believe that that
1: there are folks of all backgrounds perpetrating these crimes, um, then they're fools. Uh, But of course, the most important, the most important. That's exactly right. (laughs) That is exactly legal plunder. I believe is the phrase. Legal plunder. Yeah. (laughs) That that, uh, human reparations for all of our
0: troubles (laughs) in humanity. (laughs) Right, <laughs> all the troubles that Lowe's has called me Cosme over the years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it back by stealing 78 leaf blowers, yeah, and putting them on Craigslist.
1: And <laughs> Le- legal plunder—the phrase, the phrase coined by uh, Frederic Bastiat in his book That's *The right. Law*, which That's I would right. recommend to all yeah. of you. It is the book that first began to radicalize me. Yes, um, and I've slowly been just drifting towards something else for. And then year's he became sense, friends apparently.
0: with Andy Warhol and made some beautiful art
1: too. That is a different person. It is not. It's the same, yeah, it's it. yep. <laughs> same Exact person. same person. That's fine. He was a, he was that economist. should be really cool if it was the same yeah. person, Yeah. By the way. They
0: both have French names, French first names. Yeah. It's, it's
1: Weird hair. Similar. Very similar. Yep, very similar. And Jay-Z is a huge fan of both, apparently. Is Probably he, not.
0: He's no. a Bastion fan? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Bastion owns that. a lot of Yeah, he owns yeah. a lot of those.
1: I think um, this so is that He and keeps it, in his restroom. But yeah, it's, it's an thing. important,
2: uh, uh, Michael, you've been playing with the chat GPTs and the AIs oh trying, God, yeah. trying to make them do mm-hmm. plagiarism or something. I'm very confused by what your project mm-hmm. is. Oh, uh, yeah. but like if you could get him to like execute him, I'm, I'm genderizing, um, chat GPTs is liar. So it's probably a man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> To get him to execute that vision of Andy Warhol and Frederick Bastiat. Uh, um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing that I discovered
0: about... Camille said something early on when these mm. things first came out, and I didn't believe him. And now I want to uh, say that he was right. Yo, oh, what I, I said it? was uh, the chat GPT was really interesting and good, uh, as far as I could tell. And the Bard one, the Google version, was not as good. Uh, that is exactly the opposite of what turned out to be true. The most <laughs> amazing thing um, about ChatGPT, and nobody has pointed this out, they're all talking about, you know, the writers strike, they're going to take our jobs, which, by the way, is acknowledging that the stuff that you do uh, <laughs> as a writer is just totally unoriginal and a fucking computer can write half <laughs> of these sitcoms, which is probably true. Um, you know, it's not going to write complicated true. stuff. But yeah. um, but the, the interesting thing that I found on ChatGPT GPT. Is a very very common thing that it makes up quotes, mm-hmm. like it just in- totally invents quotes, and yeah. it's almost like it tries to please you because the hallucinations. Um, yeah, I turned in a piece that is going to be online. I think um t- tomorrow, it'll be okay. Friday. Um, about Wait. George Orwell. Michael Moynihan uh, from-
2: turned in a piece of writing.
0: Well, I this haven't a, written in a while. So a, it was,
2: no, I'm just I'm saying. There's a, there's a lot of deadline editors around the world who are like, oh, really? Go well, ahead.
0: Well, it's not that I miss deadlines. It's, it's, it's that it, it, I do miss them. It's not that. It's that half, halfway through I realize that I don't want to do it anymore because yeah. I just, it's a waste of my time. Um, I should probably tell them that before I start and not figure that out in the middle. Yeah. But uh, this, this one, um, no, I wrote a couple thousand words on George Orwell and a very, very good book. Uh, by DJ Taylor who um I had reviewed one of his books for the Wilson Quarterly way back in the, the day but um that should go online um I think tonight where will
1: where will this be online one
0: the Washington Examiner in I've their heard of the magazine oh, okay. um oh. it's a, a book section of their magazine which is a very good book section and I uh, really enjoy the the editor uh, Nicholas, uh, who's uh, terrific and a really smart mm-hmm. guy. I think a listener of this podcast. So, um, yeah, but after I turned that in, um, I was going, I had a bunch of this kind of strewn over the room, all this Orwell stuff. And I started playing with Chat GPT and saying mm. like, did Orwell ever comment on X or Y? And it would say, why? Yes, he did. And make up a totally invent, like a totally invented quote. Wow. It was yeah. so bizarre. They're like and dogs. Like, huh? They're that pleasing the master. Yeah, well, it's it's like when somebody says, "What would uh, what would uh, Seinfeld be like if it was written by Orwell?" You know, they they, they, yeah. they it tries to do a bad version of style, which it doesn't really do very well. Um, it's kind of like that, but it pretends that these quotes are real. And this happens. I did this with a number of people. You know, did did George Orwell like this, or you know, did um, you could say did Frederick Bastiat? have a comment on Watergate, which is, you know, separated by about 200 years of the person and the crime, it will say, well, yes, he did. Uh, Bastiat <laughs> said, uh, Watergate is uh, an economic model. It's like, what? never said. Mm-hmm. And you go look for the quote, like, maybe I missed this, and uh, they don't exist. I, I just, like, it's, talk about, it's not misinformation and that oh, Russia and all this crazy stuff. It's just yeah. adding things to the story of human knowledge that aren't true. <laughs> So well, it, it's
1: actually super interesting, like how this, how this works. And a lot of people have, have written about this phenomenon. They, they, it's referred to as artificial halluc- hallucination. Um, oh, and, have they? Oh
0: shit. I didn't know yeah. that. Sorry. Yeah. And we don't,
1: out. we don't actually know why it's happening or why it, it, it tends to generate this because the, the whole thing kind of operates as a bit of a black box. Like there's a great deal. We do know about how the models are trained, but how they do what they do and why they move in particular directions is harder, mm-hmm. to, harder to explain and predict. But one of the things I did when I discovered some of this um, same sort of stuff is like, just do some really deep interrogation. Like, wait, where is that quote from? Where mm-hmm. is the quote from? Where did you find it, et cetera, et cetera. And it will eventually get around to acknowledging that the quote is not real but it doesn't give you any further explanation. It will apologize. Like, I'm sorry. This is not actually a real quote. <laughs> I love yeah. this, like you it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, But initially when I ask, it's like, oh no, it appears in this book. And then I go find the book and I look in it and I search through say Kindle or something. And I say, and I cannot find the quote there. And yeah, I will say yeah. that quote doesn't appear in the book. Where else might it be? And it's like, oh, that's not a real quote. And that is it. That's the end. Um, mm-hmm. Super interesting, um, and I do think that it kind of blunts the argument um, in some respects about this like chat GPT being this uh, potential source of peril because it's going to be a boon for people who want to pr- want to publish um, misinformation. I think the reality is that what's likely more likely to happen is people will become increasingly skeptical of the kind of output that they're getting from Chat yeah, GPT and understand right. that it's highly likely. That there will be things in it that are inaccurate, in which case um, there is going to be a need for better sourcing within the app itself, mm-hmm. um, and more prudent, uh, more prudence on the part of users to actually go about the very doing the hard work of trying to verify what's actually in the substance of these things. That's not to say that the tool can't be incredibly useful. Um, it could perhaps help you. Um, Refine your prose, or give you an outline for something like a a proposal that you're putting together. But there are real limitations here, Um, and again, it's it's misfiring in pretty profound ways, in ways that can't really be easily explained, and that don't seem to be easily sortable. So there are lots of lots of things that I think are important to acknowledge here. But generally, it trends in the direction of. Like, we should probably be a little less hysterical about the consequences of this thing. And let's keep in mind that most people just do not read the actual articles they come across. So it doesn't actually matter whether or not ShotGPT is generating copy or not. All you yeah. need is a lie in the headline. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. way, you can mislead plenty of people. And there are lots of lying headlines. Uh, can no I shortage of those. two
2: super quick follow-up questions? One, and you guys pay attention to this, and obviously I can't. Um, <laughs> you can't it's the handicap constitutionally uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Uh. one is um is this demonstrating a demand for fake news um and then the other is for morninghan because I, I know you used to write a, a little a little bit about like how wikipedia is not necessarily reliable um are, are we at a stage where we can make a comparison of, re- of comparative reliability between the robots and the wikipedia's
0: Wikipedia is super reliable on big topics. Mm. Any big topic, there's the hive mind, things don't stay up very long that aren't true. On topics that nobody cares about, um, like me, um, (laughs) for instance, my Wikipedia page was it was yeah. totally insane at some point yeah, you
2: yeah, know, it edited was, a, a newspaper in Prague, which is fucking yeah yeah it's like amazing and it was it, it,
0: like ChatGPT <laughs> could come up with that because there was some article in Swedish that said I was planning on starting a newspaper in Stockholm, and like there's other versions of this that would were models, and you know I think I maybe mentioned prognosis and the Prague Post and things like that, and somehow that gets gets you know um translated as i started a paper in Prague, but that sounds actually something like a chat gpt thing it would just pull these bits of information and try to make it into something more elegant but yeah it's very very strange uh because the 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 stuff that you find there's a like for instance i mentioned this on the podcast before um you can go back to iterations of of uh, wikipedia articles all the way back to the first one and i have acknowledged (laughs) This was notorious at the place that I used to work is that uh, go back and look at the first version of Tim Pool's Wikipedia and it is one of the funniest things I've ever read in my life and so clearly <laughs> written by him that it's like it's so demented and like it's like Tim is just uh, one of the most uh, ferocious journalists of his generation like completely I bananas mean, and I in I, fairness I kind of, it could be
1: his mom or something like someone I, who loves and cares about him a great deal I, I don't even I, I that
0: wouldn't be his mom I think his mother's life, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kidding no one cares. Uh, it's fine you don't um, have to get yeah, it's, it is, uh, uh, where was that from 2011? Yeah. Oh, no. He's got <laughs> it at his fingertips. Occ- of course. Wall Street. <laughs> um, uh, this is, this is the kind to read you the first, but this is actually not the one I was thinking of. But, uh, uh, Timothy Poole is an American independent journalist from Chicago, Illinois. His unique twenty-four, twenty-one 21 hour marathon reporting on the oh. Ustream channel, the other 99 oh. earned him fame during the <laughs> Occupy Wall Street protests. Fame um, and
1: acclaim, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and then it's just like, it's, it is... it uh, is, um, uh, Yeah, this isn't the exact one I was thinking of. There's one that is really, really funny. Um, but it's just... Because it's all about how amazing he is. But anyway. Yeah, that that kind of thing has... It, it, you know, you don't see very often on Wikipedia. It's it's pretty reliable, you know? I mean, it's, it's more... The idea that it was some, it's somehow less reliable than you know a mm-hmm. news report uh, that's produced by one person on a very fast deadline in a 24-hour news cycle uh, yeah i i would say i would probably trust wikipedia more in these in mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. cases but um yeah i mean chatgpt is it's just weird i mean every time i try to get it to say something kind of interesting um it fails um and i think it's a thousand times worse than than um wikipedia in its kind of infancy where where there's a lot of kind of orphaned articles that people created about themselves but they're very very fast these days about deleting things um from people who don't deserve to have a wikipedia page for instance and Mm -hmm. uh stuff that's only edited by one person over and over and over again um so yeah there's a lot of safeguards built in but ChatGPT gpt just you don't know the secret sauce at least i can go back and say oh this was probably written by tim pool Mm -hmm. (laughs) whereas i don't know um, if this is coming out of some server in Sam Altman's dungeon.
1: Yeah. Uh, where well, I mean, there's is- a, a lot more transparency with Wikipedia. I mean, you can yeah. see the conversation between the different people who are editing the post. There's this act live um, and, again, transparent moderation process um, that is available for everyone to, to consider. I don't know what the source material is for responses mm-hmm. that I get out of ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is really important. I will often ask for it, um, and sometimes will even get like really, and not sometimes most of the time get kind of useful insight about where things have come from. But again, it, when I care about the facts, when it matters a great deal and I have to be accurate, um, I'm going to to have to do some additional digging. And again, it's the same the same remedy here, um, whether we're talking about misinformation and disinformation or whatever fake news like in general or with chat gpt applies like we just need better consumers like that is mm, ultimately mm-hmm. what what the remedy is here now whether yeah, or not yeah, something you can't great paper clips is another matter entirely yeah um but i don't think that's a, a likely scenario
0: so. no it only the conversations always presume that people are rigorous and want what right. you want yeah, And that's when, when they have access to all of the information, they don't want that. And that's, that's demonstrated exactly right. daily on Twitter. <laughs> <So>. And, <laughs> and so in right.
2: a lot of other places as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. there is a ton of stuff happening in the world. Should we so talk much about? stuff. It's yeah. crazy.
2: I want we've, we've to, gotta, b- before yeah, we get it. that far, Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. tonight was the last night of our, our deep, deep, dark girlfriend- uh, Kennedy, her uh, television dark. <laughs> show, be, be dark. Uh, I don't know if okay. you guys, if you guys watched it, but I was watching it here in an undisclosed, um, really incredibly shitty Orange County, California hotel, um, I watched her last episode, they canceled her show, um, a show that was begat, not made, uh, or something, uh, uh, initially mm-hmm. out of the, the flames of the independence, which Camille and I had done and which Morningham was <laughs> on a half a dozen times, probably, mm-hmm. including I think he came. The flames on...
1: or the ruin, which is it?
2: It, yes, it's exactly smoldering right. It's smoldering.
0: Yeah, <laughs> of the independence. I mean, it's, in Nagasaki crater that it left in Midtown Manhattan. It
2: was largely the same show. <laughs> they just got rid of the pips, and that's yeah, fine. Exactly. Um, but anyways, exactly. yeah, it was the, we found out today, this morning, that it was the final show for Kennedy, and she did it. And it was so great. People, like, go and find that. I'm sure Busty Whims uh, t- taped the whole thing, and we'll make it available, like... The quickness a totally of legal
1: fashion, yeah.
2: super legal, so legal. <laughs> um, the the quickness of that woman's wit is just astonishing. I don't watch much TV. I wouldn't necessarily watch uh, her, her stuff. It's in the middle of dinner time, but tonight I was watching it, and it's just a reminder that she had Suderman on, Cat Timpf, she had Guy Benson, that uh, Timpf and Benson for whom she officiated their weddings. Um, it's been a nearly not, ten year not to each w- other. Well, not to, super not to each other. Definitely not to each other. Uh, And he made some really great (laughs) jokes about all of that. Yeah. Um, Like both uh, in terms of the scripted jokes and then just what, and and you two guys know this, uh, and I'm sure TV viewers do, but like to see it and to be on the same table of it the quickness of her intelligent humor and wit in the moment mm-hmm. is astonishing. I mean, you guys think that Moynihan's good and he is, but like, holy crap. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> it, She's just so uh, incredibly intelligent and great. And uh, 10 year run, dude. I mean, like we were there from December of 2013 with the independents. Uh, they killed us in January of 2015. It's been hers since. Um, and like, That's a lot of good shit was done in that area. And I just want to fucking shout it out because she is, she's terrific. If there's anything that I know, I don't know, I won't speak for Camille, but I presume a little bit of this. um, If I got any good at TV ever, it's all because of her. It's all, it's a hundred percent because of her. You just sit next to her and watch how she deals with shit and know that you won't ever get there, but like have a pathway to not sucking nearly as bad. Um, Just amazing. Um, she can. She will uh, come back anytime. Uh, who knows what what happened there? I think it's probably some post Dominion lawsuit cost cutting measure. Is is I think a pretty safe bet. Um, they have to restructure and figure out what what the hell Fox Business Network is even doing and why. Um, which has always been kind of a, a little little issue on the it's always side. Always been a there. question. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it sucks. I, I uh, heard. Um,
0: yeah, yeah I, I heard that um, there were some texts in which uh, she called uh, Dan Bongino the C-word. And uh, they were just trying to get her out of there. And uh, I don't know what that means, the C-word. They just kept on saying the C-word. Comely (laughs) uh, is probably my guess. Uh, Contankerous. Uh, yeah, she, and, said, uh, she yeah, and the fact that uh, she had a picture of uh, Eric Bowling's balls, she, she <laughs> sent it. She sent it to everyone
2: on the show. She, <laughs> That's what I heard. She presented like five different theories. One is that she went to start working for the Red Chinese on their rocket program. <laughs> Another that she was pregnant with Taylor Swift's triplets. I mean, it was just fucking incredible. Hmm. It was, no, oh, it was, so she okay. did it.
0: She did it. I texted her today. By the way, we had a funny, a funny exchange. That was it. Was um, I really hope. That her texts uh, don't get subpoenaed <laughs> because uh, this was a very funny one, uh, but nothing I want to mention here. And by the way, the the um, the offensive nature of it was brought was was introduced by me. Yeah, yeah. So it's no not not her. No one surprised. Um, there was a reference to the band Erasure, and um, <laughs> that's all you yeah. need, need to know. Um, oh my god! Yes, well, <laughs> I, I, I definitely.
1: I definitely learned some things from her, Matt Welch, but I, I, but I must say, I mean, I have a great deal of natural talent and it's just kind of <laughs> innate. So mm-hmm. I would say that as uh, iron sharpeneth iron is yeah. probably the way yeah. that I would describe our relationship mm-hmm. and my extraordinary talent and acumen for, mm-hmm. uh, for mediums like this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 also, I um, Ted Kennedy's pretty good.
1: So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I hope they replace her with another. Uh, former MTV host, like Alison
1: Stewart.
2: Uh, no, they're um, replacing her wow. literally with Larry Kudlow.
1: Well, for the moment.
2: No. For, the for,
1: moment. Mo- for the moment. Yeah, I'm expecting kind of really... a Bill, B- Bill Bellamy show. So that would be very fun. I met Bill
0: Bellamy with Kennedy. <laughs> How to be a player.
1: Was way. that right?
0: Yes, I had drinks with Bill Bellamy and Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% true, by the way. Okay. Um, but it was very, very strange. I was like, do I know you from somewhere? And, uh, and uh, yeah, it was Bill <laughs> well, Your Bellamy.
1: favorite movie, How to Be a Player.
0: Yeah. Speaking of, um, um, uh, funny, uh, black guys from the nineties, uh, <laughs> there is a hilarious, uh, trending topic on uh, Twitter about Jamie Fox today Oh, that, uh, that, uh, he had a stroke. Is it
1: hilarious? Is he okay? N- no, he, it, it, okay, that's it doesn't not the funny look, part.
0: Uh, no, it's not the funny part. Um, okay. no, and, and I am a like massive fan of his. I think he is one of the most talented people in America. It's it's astonishing how funny he is. And people forget that. He's a great actor. He's an it, incredible musician. He's a great singer. His impersonations is an incredible are impre- really, really funny. Impressionist. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. is like a fucking renaissance man. He's a brilliant guy. And so, yeah, the whole thing is quite sad and sudden. But the, of course, the conspiracy theory now, which is based on a clip of um, Dr. Drew talking the to the co- g- gossip... Co- Yes, talking to the gossip columnist columnist AJ Benza, that he got a COVID vaccine and then had a brain (sighs) like a blood clot in his brain and had a stroke Mm. because of it. Um, There's literally no forcing. Doctor Drew really.
1: Did that? He just—he's speculating about
0: that. He had AJ Benza on. People of a heard, oh, uh, my, yeah. certain vintage will remember him as yeah. the gossip columnist. He used to be on Howard Stern all the time. But his source told him that, um, which you know, oh, a source, yes, a, a source. Um, I don't know wow. how reliable that source is. Jesus. but it's so people get so excited about this stuff, and you realize that the people who say believe the science are horrible morons, and it makes no sense, and they were insufferable. And then the flip side of that is the people who see someone, you know, trip down a flight of stairs and they say, I, he, I, when did you have the COVID vaccine? Yesterday? I bet that was what it was. You know, you saw this in, in, in foot, the football, the guy in the um, uh, Bills, I guess, who, who yeah. collapsed. I can't remember mm-hmm. his name now. Um, like, uh, you know, a couple of other sports uh, figures who, who collapsed and they said, oh, it must be COVID vaccine. But um, yeah, this is not how you do it. If you want to attack uh, people like uh, Anthony Fauci, for running off half-cocked about a lot of this stuff I okay great I I'm, I'm on your side about that and then you do the exact same thing based on the testimony of gossip columnist AJ benza a mm. notorious <laughs> notorious vaccine uh, expert but yeah so that that who knows it could turn out to be true but uh but uh, we have no information on it but it was a it was a trending topic today on Twitter
2: and Jamie Foxx yeah. has got to be like somewhere in the median of our ages right like the dude's got to be in his yes. five. He's 55? That's old, man. Yeah. That's that's, uh, that's like two weeks older than me. That is old.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> people out
2: here getting uh, vaccines uh, for COVID at age 55, I don't think are suffering uh, predominantly um, uh, vaccine injuries. I think the whole myocarditis thing is, uh, is directed largely at young males, if I'm not mistaken about that. But I am a doctor and a scientist, so that you take that for what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean if you look on the uh, top stories from from uh, google if you just search jamie fox nothing else there's one story from two days ago that says jamie fox's recovery progress surprises everyone insider shares details and then next to, next to it is Jamie fox quote paralyzed and partially blind what? weeks after medical Gosh. emergency four hours ago um so yeah yeah that's I mean, a it's, common it's, side effect he, he, let's let's project everything that we want to be true onto um poor Jamie Foxx who's going through a very uh tough time now and um yeah um hope he hope he's doing better because he is a really uh, a kind of a, an american original and you have to say that like no other country pr- could produce somebody uh like Jamie Foxx hmm. that's a very specifically american thing and if you don't know what i'm talking about think about it for a while it's it, it's it's true he's he's an absolute genius
1: yeah I mean, blaming bl- blame It on the alcohol. I, I think is one of his uh, his great sonnets. It's a fabulous song, obviously written with a lot of uh, depth and nuance and complexity. Uh, and the uh, Jimmy Fox, worth song? your time. Yeah, really. Blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol.
0: Yes, he's got uh, he, he's got a couple <laughs> of records, right?
1: got like a couple of records. Yeah, he's, yeah, like he's got Murphy. a couple of records. Yeah, but he
0: didn't have Rick James like Eddie Murphy did. He? No,
1: no. Um, I couldn't sleep last night, and I did ended do up great, reading. Did a great Ray Charles.
0: He did an incredible Ray yep. Charles, yeah, yeah, and a great piano player too. But I was, uh, I, I couldn't sleep last night, and I don't know how I ended up reading. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> re- reading an article about Linda Blair. Uh, sure. In The Exorcist. Yeah. And uh, her recounting her uh, her uh, sexual escapades with one uh, Rick James. And oh my god!
2: really funny. What, yeah. wow. what are you doing with your life, Morning? Uh, I, have, I have
0: good information <laughs> and you don't. So you tell me that I'm wrong. I mean, there's a lull in a conversation at a party and I'm like, yep. hey, you guys remember uh, uh, Linda Blair? And everyone's like, yeah. You see how it goes. I mean, people get Wait like excited a minute. about these things. Like, I yeah. just
1: Googled this. There yeah, are a know. bunch of pictures of her like shirtless with him. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow, and and, really she, and into she was it.
0: like, we took those. We were trying to outrage people. She's a super freak. <laughs> <laughs> she is, in, and she claims one song uh, on—I think on Street Songs—is written about her. Is it about her? Uh, I think so. She might yeah, have been like sixteen. It's not just about too. you, baby.
1: I assure you. Oh my gosh.
0: She That's dated some. Marvin some stuff. Yeah. She dated some um, musician when she was like fourteen. It was very common in the seventies for musicians to date fifteen. Not a fourteen-year-old yeah.
2: problems there. Rick James, um, in, when he was in his band with Neil Young. Um, As a teenager, both of them, I think, Um, he was, if I'm not mistaken, a AWOL from the Vietnam War draft. That's why
0: he was in Canada, yeah. He was in Canada
2: there, and then eventually caught up with him, and it caught up with him, uh, I think, because... Uh, he was starting to get big enough that Motown was interested in what they were doing. And imagine it's Neil Young and Rick James in a band. That's already the most awesome story you've ever heard.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I don't know <laughs> who else are you going to add to that.
2: You can still find, I think, about three songs from their demo eventually surfaced, and you can find them on the uh, on the on the bits and. Um, and, uh, I think people were mad at uh, Rick James either for personal reasons or for jealousy reasons and they sicked cause they came down to Motown to record and they sicked the feds on him. Um, they narked on him. Um, not uh, mm. Neil Young. Um, but, uh, and that kind of like blew out their recording career at that moment. And so Neil Young and one of the other dudes from the band, um, bought a hearse and drove to California and started Buffalo Springfield. That's totally That's true. true. All by huh. that is true. <laughs>
0: People who listen to this podcast (laughs) want substance. (laughs) Uh, or you're just you substance. started listening. Uh, you just started listening substance. the first time I heard a lot about this fifth column thing. And you're like and you're texting your friend right now and you're saying, like, I'm 30 minutes into this, and they're talking about Rick James uh, getting hand jobs from the girl from the exorcist. Uh, and it's like, well, yeah, just hold on. We got a lot of other stuff. We're coming to that. We're coming yeah. to that. But I do want to say We're coming to of, that, aren't we? Yeah, well, there yeah. we go. Well, <laughs> um, I do want to say one thing that we texted about that is very very important. Um, and uh, it is a <laughs> a link that Camille sent uh, to a speech.
1: Oh, my um, gosh. I believe
0: in 1993 in Indiana at a hmm. kind of a black nationalist conference, I think
1: it was. It looked uh, del- like it. I didn't know where it I was I think from. that's what it
0: said in the description, delivered yeah. by one Tupac Shakur. Yes. And I want people to find this. Maybe I'll link it in the, in the show notes. Um, yeah. I want people to find this because, you know, you might have had some respect for Tupac. You like his music. You like him with digital underground. You like his solo stuff, et cetera.
2: I like his pretty eyelashes. Uh, mm. He also
0: had some pretty eyelashes. Um, <laughs> and uh, just a, generally a handsome chap. Um, I want you to watch this. Uh, Camille made us watch this. Um, <laughs> that was my homework assignment. Uh, I cannot believe how stupid he is. It's bad. And it is, it is unbelievably bad. Yeah. and he is just screaming about the most but i couldn't follow what he was saying he's completely and, incoherent uh, yeah incoherent and i realized that they taught a class uh, about like the genius of tupac um at berkeley <laughs> a few years back and i was wondering if this um uh, epistle was was taught there because it was so crazy but the yeah. the the important part of the story is not that i do want you to watch that because it's just it's just lunacy. Um, and he's an amazing hypocrite. Everything that he says, he has done the opposite of. He's like, he's got to treat women well. It's like, uh, when did you go to jail jail for rape? Was that this or after? Um, we, I mean, uh, and, well, You know, we're killing yeah. each other. And it's like, how many times did you pull a gun and shoot somebody or, or get shot at or whatever, before he was murdered? But I, I shared a little uh, story there with Camille, of all people, who knows a lot mm-hmm. about this stuff, didn't know Mm-hmm. That Tupac might have killed a six-year-old child. Um, his just, gun. Just his gun. Well, I for mean, sure. this is
1: yeah. What but we those know. Guns have occurred. a f-
0: tendency to hop off the shelf and start shooting babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we know.
1: So. What we know is he acknowledges that it was his gun. He acknowledges yeah. pulling the gun yes. in the midst of a scuffle. And this is this is celebrity Tupac. He is with his crew. He has yeah. just performed. He was doing yes. some. Kind of crowd stuff afterwards, and there's some drama that pops off. So he acknowledges pulling the gun that he had on him. Yes. But his claim is that he dropped it, and that someone in his crew, someone with him, picked up the gun and fired it, and in firing it, managed to kill a six-year-old kid. Um, And Um, there was eventually a settlement. I don't know if there was ever any attempt at a criminal prosecution. Um, One would imagine that there was probably something along those lines, but there was some sort of financial settlement. Um, And uh, Moynihan, you also linked to that New York Times story, uh, which was written after his death, where someone, a reporter or journalist asks – um, the mother of this slain child, whether or not she's forgiven Tupac um, and her, she didn't give a response. She was a bit overwhelmed uh, by the description in the uh, story and and just apologized and walked away. Yeah. Um, so Th- one that's could imagine. But I, I had no idea. I'd never heard yes. that yeah. before. Yeah. Um, no, it's
0: week. totally plausible that he dropped the gun and then somebody else just picked it up and shot a kid. Uh, you know, makes perfect sense. But but here's the 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 point of this is that Camille sent that. You know, I don't think it was with um, any reference to anything in the news. It was just kind of an no. interesting thing. You just stumbled um, across
1: it on on yeah. Twitter. The the title of it is uh, Tupac's revolutionary speech.
2: Yes, rare yes. leak.
1: Indiana. I love when they Black say leak. Oh like, 1993.
2: It's not a leak. <laughs> it's <laughs> newly resurfaced. It
0: might be rare, yeah. but it's not a leak. It's like it's the not. fucking Pentagon <laughs> Papers. It's it same. screaming at the top of his <laughs> lungs. But there is there is something rele- re- relevant about this, because I um, was sending that stuff. And his criminal history, the way he discusses women, the way he treats women, mm. the fact that he went to jail for rape, um, for sexual assault... Uh, the fact that he was in jail for beating, I think, I can't remember, there's so many, uh, shooting at people, et cetera. Um, Next week, uh, in LA, and Matt is in LA now, and he could go to this ceremony, he is receiving a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Sure
1: is. Wow.
0: And it is amazing which people get free passes with their background. He went to prison for rape. Right. And he was involved in many, many violent incidents, one of which we don't know the details of, but did end up in the death of a six year old who was shot with Tupac's gun with his gun. I I mean, I don't know what to say beyond that, but he's getting a star on the Walk of Fame. There's no debate about this. There's no think pieces in the LA Times. There's no back and forth. Should we, you know, separate the artist from the art, It's, it's, et cetera. That's just not even, you know, that's an interesting conversation to have, of course, but the conversation isn't even happening.
2: In fairness, the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame is the cement version of the Golden Globes. Um, So, like, it's this absolutely inscrutable, totally pay-for-play uh, kind of situation. I did see, I'm, I'm here um, uh, for a, a couple of work reasons, but also to see my dad um, and uh, see how he's doing. And when, you know, you sit down with your old man and he's going to have the, the TV on. And if there's not a baseball game on, um, then it's either going to be Fox news or it's going to be the local news, which I love the LA local news, like more than life itself. Just like the levels of pancake makeup on the ageless always being surgerized weather diva men <laughs> who always have names like mm-hmm. Dallas Rains, Dallas Rains, <laughs> um, Just not his real name. And he's been the same guy since I was 10. Um, just, like, that's Dallas. a real person? Oh, no, that's a real name. Um well, a, that's lot of a people, porn star name? Um, well, yes. What do you think we're doing <laughs> out here? Uh, so I'm sitting there with my dad, um, and we're watching local TV news, And, uh, like, everyone on the uh, TV news screen has the Pride shirts on. Um, So, they're, like, talking about all the Pride stuff, and it's great. And then the next thing is about Tupac and and the Hollywood uh, uh, Walk of Fame. And I was just sort of, like, thinking of my dad, you know, who's probably Trumpy to the extent – or, like, he was before, uh, like, uh, before the series of injuries left him less interested in politics, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but, uh, you know – Last time I was here a few months back, I heard from him and another member of my extended family such detailed recountings, um, intricate, like, and fact-checking me. Um, about what the immigrants are doing to New York City, <laughs> it's like <laughs> people who just like are watching Fox News, or sometimes Fox Business, to the extent that that exists anymore, um, and uh, and like developing large theories. Um, but like you're just sitting there and it's watching a local TV news in the morning, and it is proving Matt Walsh half true at all times like Mm -hmm. they are actually just sort of ramming your your throat down all of this stuff happening right now and you could squawk about any of that and you're not going to the culture is overwhelmingly in this direction thankfully my dad doesn't give a shit um and it's fine Uh, but it was pretty odd to see like Tupac is just like he was assumed and understood that he was an unassailable genius um and Mm -hmm. etc um and that's the default in uh in you know even supposedly local i mean
0: i mean like you hear you can't go anywhere without hearing biggie songs just like on like in speakers at like a fucking banana republic or something uh less (laughs) true with tupac uh and i think that's actually uh, true yeah for for a good reason i want to say one final thing about this i know people we're going to get to real politics yeah. and real things that are happening but um mark hemingway who is an old pal um uh, tweeted something today because I, I guess there was a back and forth uh some dumb twitter beef i don't but between tom morello of rage against the machine and uh i guess it was tim pool uh speaking of Jesus uh, Christ, let it the go, man, The man, I, I, I mean, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't know, Pim, Pim Tool, but uh, um, I just know people who work with him and and have some funny stories. But uh, Mark pointed out something that was worth pointing out, that uh, Tom Morello uh, says, you know, post some quote about like, you know, if if you sit down with, you know, if there are eight fascists at a table and you sit down with them, like there are actually nine fascists at a table. Some crazy stupid quote. And Mark <laughs> had a very funny response to this because, and then I tweeted at him a video, which um, I, again, we'll post this in the show notes, uh, pointing out that Tom Morello has been a stalwart defender of one of the most loathsome groups of the past 50 years, and that's Sundero Luminoso, the Shining Path in Peru, which is a Mm. Maoist murder organization. I mean, it is a criminal gang, and uh, the head of it, what was his name, Alberto Guzman, I think just died. It is like a terror group like no other. Um, You know, killed activists, killed indigenous people who opposed their politics. Like One of the most brutal uh, insurgencies, and they have this video. It, that is like a, it says in the video, it's like has words flashing the screen about the heroes of The Shining Path, which is completely insane, completely insane. And um, Mark uh, pointed out that he had been asked to repudiate. And he said, you know, well, uh, you know, the Reagan did some bad things too, that kind of, you know, the, the typical kind of Chomsky response. But the interesting thing about that is that I had read a few days ago that Rage Against the Machine was on the slate for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They've been nominated uh, this year for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I had to go back and remember uh, somebody who has shitty politics too, Ted Nugent, uh, who was complaining last year that it's because of his shitty politics. And he is a crazy person, an absolute crazy person um, with crazy politics, uh, that I'm not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I have bad politics. Uh, probably true i think that's i mean i mean cat scratch cat scratch fever is not enough to get in the Ruggle hall of fame but <laughs> i mean you know he points out that there's some some pretty low rent people in there and i think he was probably more influential than he was um a great songwriter um you know wang what was it wang bang sweet pun tang or whatever yeah, the yeah. song was um but th- <laughs> but that said um, it wouldn't be, no one would be surprised if Ted Nugent had mo- no politics and he was nominated for the Rock Roll Hall of Fame. And it just goes to show the same thing is that you can have disgraceful, disgusting politics that revels in the murder of innocent people, uh, provided that, and again, this goes back to the Michael Moynihan free breakfast, uh, vision of politics, which means that You know, you can cut somebody's throat but give um, some poor people free breakfast and no one will care. And that is essentially what happens here, is that, you know, it's coming from the right place. So there are bad politics that you can have that celebrate the most hideous people in the most, you know, backwards ideologies, um, and they will be forgiven or ignored. Um, Tupac's Tupac's shooting of a child, ignored. Um, People being surprised that Mark... Uh, saying that uh, that uh, Tom Morello supported the Shining Path, ignored, not even widely known, but uh, but there are acceptable bad politics and there are unacceptable bad politics there So are, make sure that your bad politics are acceptable.
2: There are people, Baseball Writers Association of America voters who vote on the Hall of Fame who will not vote for Kurt Schilling, who is. You could squint and say he's a borderline candidate for it, but he's actually he really richly deserves it. One of the best postseason yeah. pitchers of all time, just a great pitcher. The writers say I will not vote for him because of his politics, which are dumb yeah. and right wing, um, um, and uh, uh, that's appalling. <laughs> it's really appalling. Like who cares? Who cares?
0: But, but, but isn't it not surprising when we live in a world that um, selects, and actually is, is explicit about saying this, we need to select um, the best film of the year by category with characteristics that have nothing to do with film, like the race of the people in it. Oscar's so white. We need to have more. It's like, well, what if, just, what if one year every amazing film was made by a black director? Would that be okay? Fine by me. I'm fucking great. Who cares? What's, whatever's the best film is the best film. But when you have that as a totally normal thing, people just don't even blink at this, then these lists of the best don't mean anything anymore. So it's mm. like the politics is considered in, in Academy Awards. Why shouldn't it be considered in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Uh, because nobody cares. I mean, the awards have a very, very different motivation, which is to give... Um, you know, uh indications of what the correct views of certain things are and what the incorrect ones are. You don't have to have the correct views, by the way. You can have no views and that's fine. But it's more about what the incorrect
2: views are. So let's so talk of, about real things. There's <laughs> a lot of skin suits in the world, right? These are institutions yeah, yeah. that are taken over and worn as skin suits. And then what happens to them after that exercise, and that could be a city, that can be an institution, that could be a media organization. Um, that's pretty interesting. Because I, I think that there's not there's, it's evident that there's a backlash. We might even be talking about the backlash in the next segment or something. But uh, like, there's they, <laughs> that shit's not popular. Stop it. And so, mm-hmm. what happens to those institutions after they come to that realization?
0: Well, why well, don't we talk about that backlash? Because it is, you know, this uh, attack, as it were. That people are saying there's an attack on Pride Month, and um, this has gone too far. And Gavin Newsom writes a. Uh, he must pay for Twitter because he wrote a 85,000-word <laughs> tweet <laughs> about how— California you know, taxpayers we really, pay for, yeah, yeah, exactly, about how disgraceful <laughs> uh, the world has become and how we have to fight back against this stuff. Um, and this is the, the sort of the, 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 the pride fight now, which has gone from the trans thing to now, I guess, a pride thing. I'm, I, has anyone been following the specifics of this?
2: I'm trying really hard not to, for reasons Me that I might eluc- elucidate <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, by now we have enough Bud Light. Uh, fucking, you talked about it last time, Moynihan. The yeah, tart. Tar- yeah target cock pants and satanists i oh, think we're in okay. for a brief moment exciting. A but, by,
0: by the way
1: you it's a bathing pe- suit people I, I know it's like <laughs> elderly friendly, friendly bathing suit and there may be plenty of reasons why yeah. a man <laughs> needs to tuck in their bathing suit uh, absolutely or a person I get it. yeah a person with penis yeah a human a, human. <laughs>
0: a uterus with a penis or whatever it's called <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, no, i think, it's just with I think penis. that's the, i'm just telling you the yeah. phrases there are yeah. few people who have
1: uteruses and penises right?
0: Sure. They did. Of course. Why are you? B- you're discriminating? right. I'm not discriminating. That's, I'm not saying can... there's anything wrong. You have no with idea. Particular constellation. You have no idea. I'm, I'm just, just saying it's unusual. Down people's pants. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay.
1: I, in general, yeah. I'm not checking right. a lot of people's pants, which is, you know. I, yeah.
0: I, I want you to stop and just in your brain, not verbally, just do a land acknowledgement. <laughs> to <make> it better. <laughs> so like, I'm on like Hail Mary's. I'm yes. on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Indulgences. I'm on. Uh. Uh, mohawk a land, land that belonged to one native not, tribe which had murdered and brutalized yeah. another native tribe in order to yeah, obtain yeah, that yeah. land I'm and doing, i just want I'm to acknowledge the land acknowledgments of everybody that's been <laughs> murdered by another
0: tribe
2: here. i just want to do but a the, land acknowledgement in my pants is that enough <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's fine, right? you gave me the name of the episode Those Thank are the you. most important <laughs> ones <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the most important can we all. can we just say this about yeah. this i,
0: I want to like i don't like any of this fucking stuff it's i think it's wait which stuff and it's tedious which stuff the 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 pride wars oh and the pride wars all yes. these pride these things that people like protesting yeah. and and people like um, some sort uh, of MMA thing
1: pride wars but yeah uh
0: huh here's the thing yeah. about this this is a culture war uh-huh. right and we talk about things like cultural appropriation um, you know it, it, uh, like the the protest and the protection of these cultural shifts which means that you know M&M's rapping or something we need to protect this culture and we need to not allow people to appropriate a culture that is ours, etc. If we look at culture in that way, which I think is the wrong way of looking at culture, but if you are surprised by what's happening, I'm not saying you have to agree with it, or you think it's good or it's bad, but the backlash to like these kind of forced cultural changes, you know, the kind of faster please uh, vision of the world, in which it is like, I mean, even the fact that we're talking about Pride Month, Pride Day, Pride Week, now it's a month. I mean, what? Why is it a month? Wow. It's the week. It's Andy the week. Rooney no, but, over no, 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 no. here in the corner. It, no, but, 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 but it's but, like. My eyebrows are is, long. Is, <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> I, I have gay caterpillars on my face. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, but but honestly, it is a great It is a great kind of trick that when you're like, wait a second, wasn't this a day, like a week? Mm-hmm. And now it's a month. And the second you say a month, like, oh, my, you, you object to it? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't care. That's the thing is like, stop trying to pretend that I care about right. this shit. I don't give a fuck about anybody's private life and provided no one's being discriminated against in like, you know, employment, housing, basic things. I don't but care. In I general, just that's correct. Care. Yes. But this weird thing that these culture changes that do not track with American opinion, they feel like they're being forced upon people. And this is the issue. And this is a very, very, very important distinction. It's not that everybody who's not buying Bud Light mm-hmm. is transphobic or wouldn't welcome somebody in their family if they came out as trans. It's just people saying, why are you to stop doing this? I'm so annoyed that everywhere I go, there's politics. And it's, there's one vision of politics. And my vision is not part of that. So I'm not going to buy your product. OK. But we shouldn't be surprised that this is happening. The people are pushing back on this stuff in a subtle way, and it's look. There is going to be extreme things what too. of unsubtle, a burning? Too, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And I am not saying that 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 any of it is even acceptable. Say it is acceptable. Say it isn't. It's just the etymology of it for for you know people, particularly people that you know are friends of mine on the left, who believe in root causes theory about everything around the world tying back to something that America did, justified or not, that pissed people off. They're pissed off, why do they hate us? We did all this stuff. It's like, you you cannot compartmentalize that and not apply root causes to things that you enjoy. I'm happy that there's more people accepting of gay people and that there's more conversation about, about trans issues, et cetera. But you do also have to acknowledge that when you are pushing this at a rate that seems to be you know, not exactly in line with American public opinion, well, their idea is that we can force the change of American public opinion because this happened before, and they're correct about this. It happened before with gay marriage and just the acceptance of gay people. But when you go a little further than that and you see, there is no punishment, that's the huge fucking difference. When there was an argument about gay marriage, there was no punishment if you were like, I don't, I'm talking about this, and I've like m- I've misunderstood the language. You're going to lose your job. Now later on, that became true. Like when you, the Mozilla guy, who gave money to the the California anti gay marriage cause, who lost his job, right? And that was this an early become.
2: harbinger of this. It was a, exactly thing. right. Yes, yeah.
0: but that was when that was after it had been successful in Vermont and Massachusetts, et cetera, and started spreading across the country, and then that became no longer an acceptable view. There, This is doing it at the same time before opinions have changed. Here's what is the acceptable view, and here is what isn't. And if you happen to be on the side of what isn't, we are going to make your life a living hell and call you all sorts of bad names. I don't have opinions about the, uh, most of these issues because I think to have opinions about them, you have to be you know, fairly invested in them. Uh, and I'm not invested in them. There's too many things to care about that care about this kind of marginal issue that's being made into a major issue but i think that people freaking out about these wars like i cannot believe this is happening you absolutely should have seen this coming you absolutely should have seen that if you talk about this endlessly you know if you get every corporation that you have any influence with to go out and say we're going to talk about people's private sexual lives when we're selling makeup or selling you know toaster strudels or something no one fucking cares mm-hmm. if pillsbury you know thinks uh pride month is the best thing ever don't don't not hire people because they're gay
2: there Don't was a,
1: fire them because they are or you know just be decent people and don't talk about it all the time i think it's but, but but we should we should acknowledge that there's the reactionary spiral it does seem to be functioning and and a bit of a weird way. It is certainly the case that there's this kind of aggressive effort to establish new norms, which, quite frankly, in my mm-hmm. opinion, you know, if Starbucks wants to make this their raison d'etre, th- that is completely their privilege and their right to do so. Um, and of it, course. Is, it is very true. interesting – as it is the right of people to not go there yeah, anymore. Well, too. sure, for sure. And it is very interesting to see that one of the things that these these companies who do take these moral positions, um, these particular moral positions um, publicly, have been criticized for in the past is the fact that they don't do so internationally. Um, and I did see today in a story that Axios point, had written yeah, up point, yeah. um, that Starbucks was actually doing this in India. That they have an ad that is running there where a father goes to the Starbucks with his with his wife and calls his son on the phone. And when his son arrives, um, his son is actually his daughter. And it's this very emotional ad where he's, you know, thank you, where they are saying, thank you for meeting me, Papa. I know it's been years, um, but you still mean the world to me. If Starbucks wants to run those ads in India, yeah, okay, more power to them. Let them... Yeah. Let them endure you kind know, whatever you kind know, of whirlwind of controversy may accompany that. Um but we ought to acknowledge that, yeah, you're pushing something in a pretty direct and assertive way. And that is going to create some some sort of consternation. But it does seem to be the case that a lot of people who didn't care about this before care in a more passionate way. And that at least some of yeah. the yeah. some of the the reaction to this appears to be um just general a manifestation of general discomfort with homosexuality or drag queens more broadly that's not to say that it it that's completely originates yeah. there but it is not um disconnected which is the reason why a lot of the conversation about this isn't just like oh they're grooming our children they're trying to trans- to, to change them it's this is demonic this is sort of biblically morally unacceptable behavior mm-hmm. and it this it's unacceptable to me that Starbucks or Chick fil A, um, or Target uh, is generally um, endorsing this in any way, shape, or form.
2: Um, I think the, that's the
0: that's the pedophiles and Satanists
2: argument. Okay. Yeah, and are like
0: the, the extreme. Yeah,
2: and there yeah. are Satanists and uh, involved in the design mm-hmm. at Target, at least according to the the controversy about it. I think Which that is ridiculous. Yeah. The way to think about this um, uh, always is in terms of offense and defense, in terms of public opinion. And culture war issues when it seemed as if, um, the state, the government was on offense against a comparatively defenseless population Mm -hmm. as it was when Democrats signed in the Defense of Marriage Act in 1996 Mm. with a lot of Republican support, to be clear, Um, Then people have a natural, especially as they come to see, and thanks to Gavin Newsom um, for being the governor or the mayor of San Francisco at the time and and starting to do those gay weddings for the first time, when we started to see who was getting gay married first, sure, they were kind of focus-tested to make sweet old lesbian grandmas. um, But (laughs) also, like, people started to become familiar with, like, oh, there's gay people around and they just wanted to get married and have families and stuff, and that's nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... There was a natural American affinity. The thing that I saw this week that was most disturbing, more disturbing than whatever Matt Walsh tweets. And my God, now it's on a daily basis that I have to deal with him <laughs> uh, because he was in the crossfire of a, of a uh, Elon Musk Twitter controversy in the Daily Wire. I don't want to know about. How many it, times but were you tagged in those,
1: in those tweets, there, Matt?
2: Jesus, <laughs> I mean, just a couple of times, but it's like daily, right? I want to, I want to live a clean life. Um, but, um, what is a woman? Matt but, uh, Welsh? <laughs> uh, the, uh, you should
0: just, you should just fuck it up by coming out as his pants <laughs> and just, just like confusing everybody.
2: <laughs> Sadly, there are not enough pictures of back in the day, but even then no one, no one would buy it. They're yeah, like, oh, you're just yeah. trying to, you're just trying to yeah, get, get, just, get see, some just it like, didn't work. You, I can see it was a short gunner
0: Nelson right. back in the day. <laughs> yeah,
2: dress. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, no, like the, the, uh, the sense of, of that the, that I'm worried about the most this past week is not any of that. All of, all there's a lot of disturbing stuff about all of this, uh, in many different directions. But there was a thing that was going around Twitter I think yesterday, uh, public polling um, by uh, generational decile is that the word um, mm. every ten years, you know, mm-hmm. thirty five to forty four and whatever, every generation uh, about their attitudes towards gay marriage and. For a long time, that was just an, a sweet-ass upward slope. Up, up, mm-hmm. up, up, up yeah. Everyone was going from 15% to 65 or thereabouts, right, depending on the uh, the generation. Oh, boy, a lot of that has tailed off, and some of it has started to go down in the last mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. couple of years, not including surprising. not just the olds, mm-hmm. including people yeah. younger than your age. Yeah. You young mm-hmm. people um, have started to do that. Um, what is that? Is that like the rise of uh, of a new reactionary class of knuckle dragging whatever? Maybe, yeah, it's possible. We live in shitty times, uh, <laughs> but it also might be this is the best uh, a of all reaction. possible times, Matt Welch. To the offense-defense question, right? So, like when it was obvious that the government was on offense against a defenseless class, people saw the inherent unfairness and they rallied Mm -hmm. for the defense of people just to have the same normal rights as everybody else. It was a great and righteous cause. They won the fight. What did you do after you won? What did you do? Abe Greenwald had a pretty good pace. I think it was in commentary um, about four or five days ago, talking about spokes trolling, right? Mm. To the extent to which anyone wants to pay attention to the Bud Light controversy, and I can't tell you how much I don't. Mm. However, there was a big controversy (laughs) involving Bud Light. Um, just, like, some Instagram post of a trans person who dresses up like a woman badly. I'm sure we talked about it on Megyn Kelly 17 <laughs> times already. Uh, every fucking time we go on that show. Um, uh, and, like, like, we got dragged into news stories of, like, we're we're part of the problem about... Anyways. Um, uh, but... People are upset because they're spokes trolls. That was the phrase that Abe Greenwald wore, And he's right about that. Like, it's not just that it's a new spokesperson for this. It's like, hey, look, here's this revered thing. Talk about skin suits of revered institutions. Oh, there's a revered institution. We're going to go over here with someone who we know is going to get under some of your skin and it's going to make you react against it. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you going to do? Well, <laughs> I don't think they know that, though. I, you I don't think, think they, they know?
0: I, I think Abe's absolutely right. No, I don't think so. I think they do now. Mm. And I think that, that there's never been that kind of punishment before. It's always mm-hmm. been, you've always been able to do that. And, like, I remember a couple of years ago um, talking to Livia, We were walking through uh, Union Square, and there was um, uh, there's a bank there. What is the one that a- Alec Baldwin does the commercials for? Allied? Whatever that bank is. Uh, no, no. The, Capital uh, One? Whatever. I can't remember. What's uh, Capital Europe, One? Capital so, yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, Capital One. And it was like full, the whole thing was rainbow, you know, everything, like outside, Mm -hmm. inside, et cetera. And we were talking to her about it and I remember this kind of like quizzical look and she's like, oh, okay, that makes sense to me. But it kind of clearly didn't because she was like, you know, young enough to be like, it's a bank.
1: <laughs> what does this have to do with banking? It's so weird.
0: Like, it's cashing a check. It's not like getting a hand job What are you like? This is so weird. Uh, not so, her. Not like, her
2: words. No, 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 no. Her thought bubble for sure. No, yeah, not yeah. Her words. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I refuse to believe her your daughter knows yeah, what a hand no, no, job is. I know. She, she does. Uh, well, you never know these days. But um, uh, well, it's the internet. People yeah. learn a lot of fucking stuff that you don't want them yeah. to do. but the thing that, that that is weird about this is why i would say a controversial thing would be that um i'm not upset about the target and uh bud light backlashes and the reason i'm not is because i know for a fact in certain cases i don't know across the board we can, I can't say that across the board but i know for a fact in certain cases people are making big political statements in companies that traditionally didn't have politics, because why would they? And they don't believe it. They don't believe them at all. They're not saying, well, we wanna cater to this crowd and that crowd. That's all, you should always do that, and I understand that. But when you're making huge political statements of saying this is, we are, uh, you know, a tea brand, Mm And we have politics on X, Y, and Z Z issues. Like, you know, when when there's a school shooting, they're going to come out and talk about Mm -hmm. guns. I mean, they're not talking about the debt ceiling, but they're talking about (laughs) culture war issues. And it's because they felt they had to. And now you have plausible deniability that, like, maybe we shouldn't, you know, engage in a culture war when we sell oven mitts, Mm. you know, or sneakers or whatever. Because look what happened to these guys, you know? Target's going to recover. They're not going to get this These things come and go right, Bud light, I think is probably going to be a little harder in a way because it 's not you know everything you need from toilet paper to food it 's just one brand I can choose another one, so maybe that'll have a longer tail. But it will disappear, right, it's at some point. I mean, go back in the 1980s and look at the protests against you know, heavy metal music or anything that was roiling the culture at that point, and it's kind of quaint and hilarious to look at now. I'm not sure this will be the exact same thing, but it is a good thing in the sense that it does give people um, a financial reason in a meeting to say, maybe we shouldn't be staking out our position on all these issues. Mm-hmm. Here's, why do think it, to do?
2: here's why I think it's a bad thing, though at the same time Mm -hmm. and i I get what you're saying with that but um we now have both camps broadly feeling like and when i say play defense i mean like you feel like your integrity of whatever your unit is family friends culture Mm -hmm. whatever but a small group is under threat once you feel threatened you act differently you don't act great um, sometimes That's you'll correct. like rise up and and do the important thing, and it'll be a nice movie. Um, correct, but correct. oftentimes you act irrationally you in, in in your expression of politics and a bunch of other things. Now we have both sides right now feel like they're under threat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Dodgers case is a, a is a wonderful stupid example of this. And it's too long to untangle, but basically, Dodgers were going to do a thing for like some uh, drag queens who do an anti, who do like a satire of of the Catholic Church. And they did it, came under attack, and then they said, no, we're not going to do it. And then they came under attack from the other side. They say, we made a mistake. We're not going to. So now everyone's all aggressed. And meanwhile, as Ethan Strauss, our several time guest, has pointed out, the culture of, of actual athletes is a little bit different than the culture of people who work for New York magazine. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and some of those people, including Clayton Kershaw is a hall of fame. Yeah. Pitcher. I, was, I was surprised. By um, that, yeah. It was like, Hey, look, I, we, you know, uh, a, a group of drag queens Who are mocking uh, uh, Catholics uh, Feels a little bit wrong uh, We're kind of sick of always Having to wear the pride shirt uh, In mm-hmm. that situation So he feels like They're under attack you know, Well
0: because they're Baseball
2: players They're baseball fucking players They never players. signed up
0: To be political spoken Seriously
2: You just throw A really yeah. great curveball And and yeah. good on you For doing it and, yeah. you, and you should probably Get a razor at some point But that's Neither here nor there Maybe, <laughs> maybe me too um, But um, But They also feel like like uh, and then plenty of, of normies out there, and Ron DeSantis is is out there, sort of uh, appealing to this crew. Um, like, hey, my daughter is fifteen; she's a swimmer or she's competing in women's athletics. And now suddenly, there's some dude whose voice has changed, um, who is trans and is competing against him. That's you. Com- you're, you have come into my kitchen now. I feel like I'm under threat from that, or people feel like, or they fear that mm-hmm. it's possible that there's a, an entire superstructure of of the world out there who wants to cut off boobs or dicks or whatever before kids are 18, which seems like a really wrong thing uh, to for me to do. Uh, for, and, and I'm not going to do it, um, but you <laughs> get what I'm saying. Um, so you feel like you're under threat. But then on the other side, they're seeing an the increase of this vociferous Matt Walsh crew. There's like bomb threats. And I think there's bomb threats on, on both sides. Perfectly good uh-huh. people on both sides doing bomb threats about pride wars. <laughs> Very fine um, people on both sides, you mean. Very fine people. Uh, And it's bad, man. Like this is not going into a good place because then it incentivizes. Moynihan was just talking about like the incentive structure of it. When politicians smell that blood in the water, certainly when political commentators smell that blood in the water. Oh my God, this is exciting people in a new special way. I'm going to get some of that. I'm going to get some of that like sweet action. That is bad. That's going to whip up a lot lot of bad behavior this month. It's going to be a really shitty month. This is going to be the worst Pride Month I can remember, and I don't remember Pride months because it didn't used to be a month, I don't think, or at like least <laughs> we didn't talk about it as much. But but it's it's going to be bad, and and we should steel ourselves for that, and also try to be like cooler than all of that, and mm-hmm. not not like accept the idea, the distortional force field idea that this is. Everything that matters right now. Sorab Amari came out a couple of days ago. We talk about him a lot.
0: He came out?
2: Uh, <laughs> Finally? <laughs> we we he, knew he there was, was going to be another change. We knew this was coming. He, yeah. He, yeah. yeah. It exactly. actually was a Twitter <laughs> yeah. thread about another change. And this change is like going basically into pro-Bidenism, I think, is where he's going to end up with this. But he's like, I look around and I see all these conservatives getting really, really excited about like drag queen no, he didn't say drag queen sorry but like getting excited about Miller Lite and Bud Light stuff like what are we even fucking doing here and that is the right re- response i think ultimately like at some point i get it that you're feeling aggressed and you're feeling like i was just having a beer why did i have my nose smushed into it and you're kind of right for that as morning I was pointing out uh before but if that becomes your consuming political passion and identity, mm-hmm. then it's going to lead to a lot of people feeling like they're under threat and they're all going to act really bad. So that's the month that we have in front of us, I think.
0: Uh, you need to be able to object to, um, you know, people taking advantage of a culture prior to this this backlash that was giving everything a free pass in saying the week, be- the day becomes a week, becomes a month at what point do you say no pasaran you know, and say, well, I don't know, but, you know, you know, pride half a year or something. And be like, <laughs> oh God, look at this homophobe. It's like there, there's a feeling that people have that this is being foisted upon them uh, without their, you know, it's, it's the, it gets back to the people that I interviewed uh, in Texas that Republican breakfast group that were like you know the, the guy that was like man he literally said he's like he's like man they got a, up there on tv they guy, you know every time they got a new character he's like an alien or a queer and i was like mm-hmm. oh okay <laughs> um <laughs> but that that kind of thing but I, the thing the thing about um the dodgers is there has to be consistency across the board or you should stop doing what you're doing if the group, and I know nothing about this group, I'm taking the little snippets I've heard and what you said, too, is mocking Catholics. I don't, I don't get exercised about that. I, I think it's like
2: just this. in the branding mostly, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so if they are doing that in any way, um, would they allow a group that was mocking Islam nope. to get, no, of course. Of course they wouldn't. So let's not, let's not think we can do this um, for just one group. That's not okay. So if you're going to keep it, I mean, I'm fine with mocking anyone. I, don't, I still don't understand what it has to do with baseball. I still don't think it should have anything to do with baseball. But, you know, the, the point being is what I was saying before is that, look, you know, this being, you know, put out there, these kind of ideas being put out there by people in New York City, in Los Angeles, maybe Boston, Seattle, people who went to Ivy League schools there is that i mean speaking of the new class consciousness in politics there's a real class element to this too that is like you look at the opinion polls nobody's on this side so why are these people forcing this upon us these people who do not represent the people who pay their bills or watch the ads that make them money i get that i get where that comes from i'm not saying i agree with it i'm not saying that i have an opinion on this either way because like you matt i i try to, you know, be a non-combatant in the culture mm-hmm. wars um, unless it's funny and, or unless it's about free speech. On the stuff like a trans stuff, I just, I cannot get exercised about it. The only thing I get exercised about is when somebody, you know, has what five years ago would be a completely banal opinion, like J.K. Rowling's uh, kind mm-hmm. of opinion, and there's a concerted campaign to ruin right. them. You know, it's like tucking underwear or bathing suits is like, huh, that's weird. Um, and people get upset about that. Okay. B- show anybody in America, an average person, just, you know, spin the globe, put your finger on it, drop yourself there, ask the per- first person you you see, and read them the J.K. Rowling quote and see if they're offended. Um, unless your finger just happens to stop on Boston, <laughs> New York, San Francisco, you're probably not going to get people that are offended yeah. by that. And that's, I mean... But if you do the same thing, spin the globe, put your finger on it and say, Major retailer is uh, selling bathing women's bathing suits with holders for penises. They'll be like,
1: "I'm sorry, what now?" Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> uh-huh. hysteria.
0: I'm not saying one of these things is yeah, right or no. wrong, but
1: it's just like it, hysteria yeah. has inspired hysteria, which has begotten more hysteria yeah. and yet more That's hysteria. Correct. Yeah, this is the the Gavin Newsom tweet That's that you correct. mentioned earlier. Um, Moynihan is is probably worth just entering into the record fantastic. here. Fantastic. Let's take a moment yeah, to it. talk about this. Gavin says there's a full throated purge effort going on here by the far right that we have not seen for decades. Is that true? They are on a mm. boycott binge and cancel crusade. Cancel crusade. There's a CC there that's mm. an interesting alliteration, mm-hmm. which kind of reminds me of cancel culture, but we know cancel culture is fake. That cancel crusades <laughs> yeah. are obviously real. Yeah. So let's continue. <laughs> Trying to eliminate the existence of minority communities. I'm not sure that's true. Um, but whatever. Eliminate the existence because of minority this communities. Is, this is the best part here. They're burning flags, burning books. Uh, no, burning flags, Yay. banning books. We have seen this before. Yeah, have, actually. Yeah, Nazi Germany. <laughs> Nazi Germany. <laughs> Nazi Germany. And it's happening everywhere, all across the country. Woke has become just another dog whistle. We must continue to call out hate when we see it as they keep trying to normalize it. If we go silent, this will only get worse. We cannot become numb to this. I agree with that last line. We cannot become numb to preposterous hyperbole on the part of <laughs> policymakers, and that is precisely mm-hmm. what this is. They're burning flags mm-hmm. and banning books. It is true that there is a great deal of determined efforts to try and achieve different degrees of censorship. Um, And in some respects, there are constitutional issues. In other cases, there are not constitutional issues. There are kind of cultural norms that one ought to be concerned about. But in general, the reality is that there is a a, a censorious appetite that exists on both the left and the right and has for some time. They've both done their level best to try and leverage the power of the state in order to institute their values in some way, shape, or form. Um, and it's having really weird consequences now. I thought I saw just tonight, actually, um, uh, a story about um, Davis County in Utah, uh, a school system which has uh, banned the Bible. Uh, a committee was taking a look at this. There was like, apparently some sort of request submitted um, to a committee that's responsible for content curation um, in the, the public school system. And they reviewed, apparently, according to their statement— the contents of this book, this interesting book referred to as the Bible. I never heard of it. And they discovered that there's all sorts of vulgarity trans- and violence in this book <laughs> and weird sexual yeah. stuff as well. And as a yeah, result, man. it can no longer be in elementary schools or middle school libraries. Now, granted the Bible separation came? of church and state and all that mm. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, it is also the case that I studied and was introduced to plenty of, of religious and religious adjacent content throughout my schooling uh, in public schools, and some of it was uh, weird pagan religions, and in other cases, there were interesting juxtapositions to my own faith. Uh, growing up as a Seventh Day Adventist Christian, it's just standard Protestant faith is not not a cult. Standard Matt Welch, yep. you yeah, monster, definitely not. Um, yeah. the, the, the
2: double Armageddon
1: proximity to the Branch Davidians is a pure coincidence. Um, so it is, it is interesting to see it manifest in that way. And it's not as though that's the only, um, text that's been banned that makes you raise an eyebrow, like to kill a mockingbird or some of the writings of Martin Luther King, like becoming some of the, the collateral damage of this preposterous culture war of ours. Um, when what we probably ought to have been pointing out all along is just how absurd it is. For schools that have been struggling with so many issues for so long, which have only been compounded by the pandemic and the learning loss that has been documented across the country, that this is what we are doing with our time, is so horrendously embarrassing for everyone involved, on the left and the right. For Ron Ron DeSantis, I don't give a crap, for him and everyone on the left who is an activist, uh, uh, who is insisting on trying to propagandize the children in these classrooms— the fact that reading and test, the test scores in every single subject area are flat and declining, um, and in many, many, many cases, many more cases than even before the pandemic, are declining, um, is just is awful. It is an egregious, egregious, egregious failure um, and a profound disservice to the young people who are supposed to be um, the 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 focus of these schools, um, and we're we're not doing that. And pointing out that certain people aren't doing that probably should have been the thing all along. And instead it's just this preposterous contest to see who gets to control the curriculum at these failing institutions. Um and I can only hope that there are are more school choice um efforts and that more people find themselves um getting through this. Um but yeah I don't Cons-
0: know. in into the book banning thing, consistency, much like the Dodgers thing of um, you know, uh offensive to Catholics, can you do something that's offensive to Muslims? Mm. Um this took me, I don't know, 13 seconds to find, because I've known about this for a very long time. But the history of this stuff um, goes back um, really, really far. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that. And you have to. And these are things that I think people who are very upset about the quote-unquote book banning would uh, be totally fine with. And I'm going to give you a date. And that date is September 12th, 1957. Mm-hmm. Front cover of the New York Times. The Board of Education has quietly dropped Mark Twain's The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn from a textbook lists for the city's elementary and junior high schools. The book can still be purchased for school libraries, but it can no longer be bought for wide distribution to pupils as a textbook, except in the high schools. Even in these schools, Huck Finn's days may be numbered. Huckleberry Finn, which tells the story of a boyhood in the Mississippi Valley in the 1840s, has been criticized by some Negroes as racially offensive. Okay? Um go back to the but Times why? machine.
2: Why were they, um, well why was it considered offensive, <laughs> Well,
0: because there was a guy named Person of Color Jim <laughs> and people got upset about that. And that's I You know it. what? I'm not gonna it. allow I'm it. not gonna
1: allow that abomination to pass Michael Moynihan. His the, name his name no, what, his name is Nigger Jim. POC Jim. Say his name. Yeah. Say his yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, say, <laughs> say his name. His yeah. name read his, his book. Nigger Jim. Um, um yeah. January 15th,
0: 1969, <laughs> Huck Finn not required. And that is where? Miami, Florida, that dropped Huckleberry Finn from acquired oh. reading lists because of complaints by Negro students. Um, 1957, curb on Huck Finn's in school scored. Uh, 1995, keeping Huck Finn on class bookshelves. Um, 2011, should the racial epithets be removed from Huck Finn? No. Uh, 1957, uh, Uh, Wagner supports Board of Education on dropping Huck Finn as a textbook. That is the mayor, by the way, Mayor Wagner Mm -hmm. in 1957, who was supporting dropping this um, uh, book. Um, 1986, 2001, it goes on and on and on. That is one book, and that is one book which I suspect the people who are opposed to the quote-unquote book banning would be um, totally fine with banning because it has the magic word in it. (laughs) And even though the character is not um, just just a racial parody. Mm-hmm. Um, go back and read it, yep. and it's a pretty complex and interesting character.
1: As, as but, one would uh, expect but that from would Mark Twain. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, 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 yeah and it's yeah, so bizarre yeah. to, to see that sort of thing.
0: Also, the nomenclature of the time. Yeah. And people can accept and understand that that was the nomenclature sure. of the time, and it's unfortunate. But it's, but it's but also
1: true. the nomenclature of our time, which is why things like this it continuing is. to happen are so absurd. Do they really suspect, earnestly suspect, that these young people who grow up listening to Drizzy Drake and God knows whatever thing is popular right now. I don't know what the kids like anymore. I, I don't know. I'm not even dying the beard anymore. You see how gray this is? It's terrible. It's um, nice. You like, it. you like that? Yeah. yeah. You would like that.
0: Yeah. You look like Dick Gregory. <laughs>
1: I, I am Dick Gregory, actually. Right. What, was, what was Dick Gregory's
0: thing? What was this? what was <laughs> he yelling at that? Magnesium or something.
1: Magnesium. Yeah. It was, what was it? Yeah. Manganium. Manganese. <laughs> it was manganese. Manganese. <laughs> <I have a laughs> manganese episode named after this. What'd you put into my water white Hercules, boy? Hercules. Hercules.
0: <laughs> yeah, what do you put in my water white boy? That should be the name. I we should make t-shirts to say what are you putting in my water white boy? Mm-hmm. And another one that says, Did you get your shots? Just to keep all the yeah. What
1: you put in my water white uh, boy. I don't know. We've been going we've been going on this for a while. There's some other things we should probably yeah talk Yeah, yeah. About. yeah can, like there's like a the, lot the debt like things, the debt ceiling, yeah. which it seems at this point, currently the reporting suggests that the debt limit debacle has probably been avoided. We expect that on tomorrow Friday in the Senate, there yep. will be a vote yep. and that they will approve the debt limit package. Although there's been all sorts of interesting goings on in the Senate right now as they are trying their level best to... Um, a, a consortium of Democrats and Republicans to figure out how to get around some <laughs> of the constraints that mm-hmm. were placed on them by the House of Representatives who um, earlier this week, finally did, in fact, approve a budget deal of some sort uh, in order to get uh, a debt limit ba- um, a, a budget debt limit situation passed. Um, This was after weeks and weeks and weeks of the Biden administration insisting that there would be no negotiations, only to, at the beginning of of this past month, May 1st, to summon uh, Democrats and Republicans to the White House in order to have a conversation um, about how they could get a deal done. Um, They did get a deal done, um, one that actually, in some respects, kind of sort of constrains the Pentagon budget. At least it doesn't allow for any sort of um, adjustment to account for the Horrendous inflation that is impacting absolutely everyone, including uh, government procurement um entities. and uh, there were some other compromises made there as well that that passed the House, but it is now down to the Senate, but it does seem that they will they will pass something before the deadline on Monday when the uh, country is supposed to become at least somewhat uh technically insolvent, although there is an argument to to be made that the country is already kind of sort of insolvent, <laughs> but that is another story mm-hmm. for another day. different
2: yeah um the thing to know about all of this is that uh right now the last thing holding up the the, the agreement and it'll be passed in the Senate when they vote the i think it's pretty clear but um some of the action to hold it up is from Lindsey Graham. Mm-hmm. who's like, no, we're not spending enough on uh, defense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just like, there needs to be more, you know, there, there was a time in 2015. I want to say when Rand Paul suggested that the defense budget be increased by, I think it was a hundred billion dollars. Um, and this outraged every libertarian everywhere uh, with a couple of exceptions. Um, and he was a gimmick because he was trying to um, – uh, this was in the wake of, of the ISIS hostages being beheaded, which is a much bigger deal than almost everyone remembers uh, now. Mm. But mm-hmm. back then, like, it, it people were freaked out by it. And he was like, shit, I'm am <laughs> a non-interventionist. I'm Ron Paul's literal son. I'm running for <laughs> president. And he had a decent chance until Donald Trump showed up. Um, and so, he wanted to look tough. So, he's like, let's increase the defense budget by $100 billion. But – We'll do that by doing $100 billion worth of cuts in the non-defense discretionary budget. Almost nobody uh, remembered that last part. So it was kind of like, it's a thing that's not going to happen, but it's a way to sort of like seem like you're tough, but also like you're principled here on this fictitious thing. Libertarians bashed him as being incredibly out of touch and like, oh, he's just selling out and it's too bad. He's not more like Ron Paul. The defense budget back then was like around 600 and something billion dollars. We're now talking about 860 billion, dollars, and I might have some of those things a little bit wrong, but not that much wrong. So the only thing holding up this thing right now, and I saw a roomy face, that's R-H-R-U-E or E-U-M-Y, uh, face uh, Lindsey Graham on the television earlier before watching Kennedy's finale uh, talk about this, he just looked like absolute human uh, wreckage of drinking. And I'm, this is me saying this. Um, and, and, uh, and he's thinking about holding it up because of this. It's not going to get hold, held up. They waved away the debt ceiling. They did what they did under Trump, only the negotiations took a little bit longer, right? Republicans, when they're in power, don't want to hear about the debt ceiling. They want to, to wave the magic marker and have it go away. And that's what they did in this uh, deal. And as part of the deal, they are basically locking in um, as the permanent baseline uh, federal budget that had six trillion dollars extra thrown into it mm-hmm. because of covid emergency spending um and to talk about the sort of constraints you no know, that's that's now the new normal and and you know if we if we trim a little bit from that new normal then it's a devastating budget cut mm-hmm. um it's crazy and wrong i'm i am um uh, increasingly of the opinion that the 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 suckers game is to pay close attention to it mm-hmm. because there was no reason to expect that they were going to actually enact any spending cuts. You might recall, and I'm sure I talked about it more than once that there was a whole bunch of people before the 2022 midterms who said that the Republicans are going to absolutely destroy the global global economy so that they can cut social security and Medicare. That was never on the table in this for even a half a second. It just wasn't um, it's people fear mongering, um, and not reading the room of where the Republican Party has gone mm-hmm. in the last 10 years. 10 years ago, it was popular politics uh, within the Republican Party and also without the Republican Party outside. Like It was popular to use the debt ceiling to as an example uh, or, or uh, occasion to cut the size of government. Um, it's not popular among Republicans anymore, and this thing does nothing to cut anything. Um, it's an embarrassment, really, that uh, it—, it it lasted this long, and Joe Biden only negotiated it for about two weeks. Right? He basically right, said, he said
0: he wouldn't negotiate it at all. Yeah, so yeah that's a, that that's was a,
2: months of like basically a half year. I'm not going to negotiate this. They're obviously terrorists and and, and ultra MAGAists. And then he negotiated for two weeks and won um, anything I, that he could. Possibly and I don't know want, if
1: Biden so. said it, but I definitely remember hearing people talk about terrorism and using kind of preposterously charged language like that. Biden, D- Biden
2: said that. Sure. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but um, I mean, it's just so no, preposterous. I mean, Biden says crazy shit like that all the time, but no one pays attention to it. Like, uh, <laughs> like they want to actively destroy the country, that kind of stuff. Like, he oh, said only to, a thank only to thing thank McCarthy he,
1: for, you know, kind of sitting down and doing yeah. a deal with him later on today. You cannot take these people seriously.
0: Yeah. 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 No. I mean, it, 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 in, it increases McCarthy's standing in, in some ways. But um, you know whether or not it's a, a good deal or a bad mm-hmm. deal for Republicans, it is a deal. And I, I, I do find it very odd that people do have these kind of discussions that if you don't automatically raise the debt ceiling that you are um, akin to al-Qaeda or something. The f- reason that one has conversations about the debt ceiling is because of mm-hmm. spiraling debt you would imagine that having a conversation about that spiraling debt might be germane (laughs) to the (laughs) negotiation of the debt ceiling. You might imagine that. But, you know, then again, yeah. in like, you know, that Republicans wanted to take on, which they've already taken on in the house, the, um, the student loan forgiveness, which is kind of pointless in a way. You don't need to take that. I mean, it's, it's the pause that they're talking about, which I, I think at this point is so fucking crazy that the government is unilaterally just pausing um, uh, uh, student loan uh, repayment. And the numbers, by the way, are crazy. It's like if you make under, what, 125 dollars dollars I think $125,000 a year, or two fifty dollars as a couple, that's a good salary in most parts of the country. You can pay off a couple hundred dollars a month, which is what got you to that place anyway. Which is why you make more money is because you have a college degree, but it's also like that. That like things like that are that's again gesture politics, because that will be adjudicated by the Supreme Court uh, soon, and I kind of have a feeling the Supreme yeah. Court is going to make the right decision on that. So it's kind of pointless to even talk about it anyway. But um, yeah, having Democrats say that they will, um, you know, what is the the uh, spending? It's like this. You see these headlines: spending that's going to be cut. The, I, as far as I can tell, because it's it's a bit cloudy when you actually read it, this is a guarantee to have a conversation about it later. Not a Pretty guarantee much. to anything. Yeah. Um and that is that's the concession. Okay. Well it's over and um the government will go on Spending like crazy drunken sailors as usual, and nothing will change. I mean, the, the the reason people don't get exercised about this stuff is because it's ultimately meaningless, and the government will spend more and more and more and justify it in all sorts of funny ways. I mean, the 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 COVID, I mean, the 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 COVID uh, pandemic was just a gift to, to so many people, and you remember in about two thousand six or seven. Naomi Klein, the left-wing writer, wrote a book about disaster capitalism. And the argument was, what you saw in New Orleans after Katrina was the push for charter schools. So these horrible free market capitalists take advantage of disasters and try to implement these policies that people don't like. Um, That is otherwise known as politics, by the way. This happens everywhere forever. Um, you know, you I mean when when Germany was destroyed after World War II, I'm sure that there were some German entrepreneurs that were trying to sell their businesses with government um, you know, government help. What we see now though is a version of that in COVID and nobody cares about it. Nobody is making the disaster socialism arguments that people are trying to just you shouldn't have to repay because what we want ultimately is to for college to be free, which is a very hard thing to do when the costs in America spiral up to you know, $80,000 a year for, for colleges makes it very difficult, right? So we want that, but there's no plausible way of getting it because of the way college is structured and how much it costs these days and blah, blah, blah. So we'll start in something like free community college for like, you know, a semester or something, (laughs) do these sorts of things. But then there's the disaster socialism to quote or, or modify Naomi Klein and say, well, let's just say no more. You have to pay your student loans. You make $125,000 a year as an individual. That is not a ton in New York, but I know a ton of people who live on that and live quite comfortably in New York. don't live in Manhattan, but what is that in Cleveland? What is that in Oklahoma City? Places that have um, very high qualities of life, um, but lower costs of living. This this is not means tested for city. This is just a backdoor way of saying, this is what we want. In the kind of AOC vision of our democratic politics, nobody nobody really talks about that enough. They didn't, that, that that this was all a, a weird attempt, you know, cancel rent. <laughs> I mean, what?
2: There was cancel a rent. I still. It, it's a weird thing. We were not. We're not going to believe it. We might not believe it even now. But the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And ah
0: it, yes. I <laughs> will reiterate. Yes.
2: It's called the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Um uh it, it enforced it's like saying
0: racism is also <laughs> a pandemic.
1: <laughs> it's, a pandemic. <laughs> it's like rent is also yeah. a disease. <laughs> they enforced
2: a moratorium on rental evictions yeah. for a long mm-hmm. time. Started on the Trump administration too, uh and then yeah, went, yeah, went yeah, to yeah. Biden um moratorium on rental evictions. I mean you could
0: justify it for a minute when it was like I mean it's the wrong agency to do it, but you could justify some negotiation on that when there was that brief period when it was like, "Oh my God, nobody's two ever going to fucking work again. freak out, right?" <laughs> two and a yeah, half, two three month months.
2: Okay, but yeah. then after that, yeah, no. I w- quick numbers. Bill Clinton's last budget was around 1.9 trillion dollars, close to two, not quite. Um, George W. Bush, um, not just because of 9/11 and the Iraq War, jacked that up by the end of his term to around 2.8 trillion dollars and of course congress is involved yes but the president has more power on these things than he should and that's just the way it has been uh obama when he comes in it's tarp it is the uh it's the financial crisis there's an immediate injection very controversially so of a new 800 trillion or 800 billion dollar push it the new level is 3.6 trillion and it wasn't just an injection the way that it was argued back then was like it's a one-time you know uh, keynesian stimulus and then it's going to go back down like and libertarians are like no mm-hmm. it's not ever going to go back down and in fact it didn't the republicans came in actually played hardball there's the new tea party generation they actually used the debt ceiling negotiations to do something and so they kind of flattened it out after that but the new level was set so by the end of the obama administration a little bit south of $4 trillion. Trump comes in, boop, gooses it pre-COVID to closer to around $4.8 trillion. And remember we started this conversation, this little soliloquy was at $1.9 trillion in our lifetimes recently, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and the COVID stuff shoots that all up to $6 trillion. So now in nominal terms, we've tripled the federal budget. Tripled it, right? Adjust for inflation, is going to be less, but like it's still a huge bump, and all of that is taken as like the gospel bare minimum um, uh, to do anything. Otherwise, you're a a horrible monster. And this is going to last up until that moment when statutorily, Medicare and Social Security, um, both of which are projected to do this within the next 10 years, don't have enough money to pay for their bills. And so, they're going to enact across the board mandatory huge haircuts on everybody. So, Good luck to everyone. Remember the Joe Biden moment in the State of the Union address where he's like, all right, everyone agrees that we're not going to cut Social Security. Great. And then all the stupid journalists are like, look at him. He outfoxed the Republicans. Look at him. He recognized where Republicans have been going for seven years. Congratulations. Meanwhile, this bill is coming due. And when it comes due... There's a great temptation when everyone's looking for a solution and the only people they can look to are like asshole libertarians is to just like do the two middle fingers <laughs> up to them and say, I'm microdosing from here on out. Like, fuck you guys. <laughs>
0: can, with stupid government and people, like stupid people in government, can we talk about one thing that I really want to hear Camille talk about? And we we'll, are you know been talking for a while, so um, I want to get to this because somebody in government who is really, mm. really dumb – Really dumb. I know that. It down, <laughs> yeah, but um and I'm not talking about the the president who um about two hours ago uh face planted mm. uh, during a ceremony. I felt so bad by nearly it, face planted. I felt bad nearly too. I watched. He kind of
1: collapsed. Nearly face planted, He went
0: down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the White House was like, you know, he tripped on a sandbag. I'm like, what is this? A fucking Roadrunner that. cartoon? Like what? What? <laughs> I think he did he actually. But it's like it also, I didn't really? see a
1: sandbag though. Yeah, it was like it's like, it was like on, maybe Santa, a little cable on, or something running across. But I don't think I would have I, tripped like that. I, yeah, it looked I'm like insane.
0: Yeah, I, of, I'm course, sure it was, of course. needed like five you're not men to pick him up old. off the
1: ground because he he started <laughs> yeah, to get up and then yeah. kind of collapsed again. It was a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's, could see it
0: happening to you if you were ninety and had dementia, <laughs> but um, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> could awful. happen to you. Uh, <laughs> not helpful, uh, Camille. This is what I want to talk to you about. America's greatest politician, Kamala Harris, who's the vice president of the United States, um, and just constantly really moving mountains to make policy changes and just uh, impacting Americans' lives, has decided, um, in concert with the White House, to um, really positively impact um, your life (laughs) in particular. Because I know you don't identify as a uh, POG, um, Mm P-O-G, person of greatness, Mm -hmm. person of color, whatever (laughs) it is. Um, But if you, if you did, you would have somebody come over to your house and say, because you're moving to California, you're going to say, I would like to sell my house, pretend you own. And they will say, okay, it's a beautiful house, sold for a million dollars. And say, you know, um, the assessment I give on this house is $78 <laughs> and uh, maybe a handful <laughs> of subway tokens that no longer work. And you'd be like, huh, didn't think that was what it was going to be. And you know why that happens? Camille... Tell us why that happens. And what is the <laughs> vice president doing to combat this? in a huge speech Yeah, well, today. apparently,
1: and this is a continuation of some previous work that the administration is, uh, began doing uh, about a year ago, maybe two years ago, um, when they first started uh, policing this issue of racism, systemic racism, purportedly, in home appraisals. And I think folks will probably re- remember but so back specific. in uh, that back in twenty twenty one there was a couple um <laughs> who went viral uh, because they received a, an appraisal on their home um that was quite dissatisfactory. Um and then they received mm. another appraisal. I think there were three appraisals in total, if I remember the story correctly. Um, but they received another appraisal from, yeah, from different, different appraisers, appraisers, by the way. And they we actually had a friend those, yeah. come in. And again, the account here is that the friend came in and they sort of tidied the house, but they also like swapped out pictures, swapped <laughs> out pictures thing. in the household <laughs> with pictures of white <laughs> people, Johnny Cocker. And <laughs> then they,
2: then they it's saw the what, happened what
1: when the new appraiser came through. <laughs> and astonishingly, Having this person, you know, go around the house and remove items from the the black family that owns the home, including their photos, and replacing those items with white person and white family, they got a much higher appraiser appraisal the, the next go around. <laughs> By the way, if you're doing that, you kind of have your conclusion. Already, yeah. And, and what's ahead. interesting here is, as I understand it, in the in the previous appraisals, there was nobody around. Because generally speaking, like, you're not. There to kind of direct the appraiser and to direct and to to show them, oh, we made these improvements. We made these improvements. Oh, look at that. That is something that we completely redid, redid so that the appraiser can take all of that into account when they're figuring out the value of your home. You know, you hope that they notice the things and that they're drawing the sort of conclusions that you might. And that you're getting the valuation that you want. Um, and if you've never purchased a home or don't own a home, then you may not know that the way the appraisal works. It helps to justify the price that someone is paying for a house. If someone is willing to pay you two million dollars for the house, but the appraisal is only for one point five million, the bank ain't going to give you the full two million. They'll give you one point five. You got to find the rest, right? Um, so this could be a real problem if you get a low appraisal, but dissatisfaction over home appraisals is painfully common. Like lots of people will get their home reappraised. It's only in certain circumstances, apparently, that when this happens, we'll say maybe it's racism. And the Biden administration has decided that it is definitely racism and that these anecdotes um, justify a policy response. And as a result, um, they have... They have laid out a policy agenda for this, um, or at least some kind of reform. Some of it, initially it was just an exploratory committee. Today, it appears that they're regulating um, both the kind of automated appraisal tools, which essentially use some algorithms to generate prices, um, potential values for your home. Um, and mm-hmm. also, exactly. Um, and also allow exactly. um, for people who feel that they've been discriminated against to have some certain uh, procedures through which they can appeal the appraisal on the basis of racism. Um, and further, I can't, I can't imagine that. And that further being abused. And further would invest the federal federal <laughs> authorities with greater power to regulate the appraisal industry. Um, in ways that they see fit to ensure people have the appropriate training so that they're no longer contaminating the appraisal industry with ro- with rank racism. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's really interesting that in all of these presentations, what I encounter most often are assertions and anecdotes, like assumptions about what happened here, um, but never, interestingly, are, are there details um, about the kind of specific racial racially incentive uh insensitive things that are said it's just you know i got an appraisal and it wasn't the appraisal that i would have preferred um for whatever reason so we must presume yeah. it is racism and now the biden administration is responding to what appears to be a, a, a phantasm <laughs> the specter of mm-hmm. racist appraisers There's the epidemic perhaps of racist appraisers Um, which they uh, plan to arrest with their new policy agenda. So this is a huge priority for the vice president of the United States, um, which uh, shows that the administration either takes this very seriously or recognizes that it's absolute nonsense so they can put their (laughs) their least valuable (laughs) asset (laughs) on the job. Least effective. And she's only doing this after arresting the the migrant crisis on the southern border, which, I mean, obviously, it's not a problem. That's soft. that's That's soft.
0: That's soft. That's soft.
1: Yeah. she's. Uh, I think the plan
0: was to replace all the white appraisers with uh, recent immigrants who uh, didn't otherwise have jobs. Uh, she's going to solve the crisis by the second you come over the border as a migrant, you're going to be trained as a home appraiser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you go out and just do the appraisals. And she'll just be like, make them really high. Um, didn't she say in that her comments that like your appraisals are going up? Was that qu- a quote from her? No, or no. Like, I, I was saying your appraisals, your appraisals that, are that definitely yeah, going yeah. to
1: cost more. Like going forward, you know, yeah,
0: and so therefore, how <laughs> <will cost> more. <laughs> awesome, um, great for the buyers yeah. out there too. I'm glad everyone's thinking this thing through, but no, I think it's hilarious that when one cannot look, there are mysteries in life. we don't know why people do certain things. Um, you cannot attribute the thing that you hope it is or wish it is because it allows you to to proffer your own you know, preferred policy solution, which is to center race in, in every conversation. But like you just you have to say, we can't know these things. We cannot go about life when you cannot prove something. Like, you know, it was like, is Mark Furman a racist because we were just talking about the OJ trial, so when I just picked that or I was mentioning at the OJ trial. Is Mark Furman a racist? Ah, we can't really prove that. Okay, here are some tapes of him saying really racist things like, all right. OJ just let him off because we actually proved it that he was on the scene and was mm-hmm. an actual racist. That was the t- argument they were making. They proved it with the tape. You don't get that often, but today you'd imagine you get it more because everyone's being taped all the time. That was, Ma- Mark Furman did it voluntarily. But when you cannot do that, when you do not have something, you cannot presume that that is the thing and then have the government come in. Like you, you mentioned that the story that you, mm-hmm. y- you talked about the Vice President of the United States referenced in her uh talk about she mentions today. She them
1: like that three, three or four times and in the previous event she she had okay. as well the Austins from Marin City.
0: W- w- what what can you, that's so yeah. crazy think about this for a second. The Vice yeah. President of the United States who is one sandbag away <laughs> from being the President
1: <laughs> of the United States. Well, <laughs>
0: Is literally going up there and accusing an appraiser who you could probably figure out who who this person Mm -hmm. is of being a racist. Their name was in the paper. We know this person. The 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 Mm -hmm. vice president is calling you a racist with no evidence other than you gave a low appraisal on it. Now, do we find out that this person, like you know, my Mm -hmm. daughter does gymnastics, they know all about the judges. Like this judge mm-hmm. scores really low. So if mm-hmm. you get an eight five, you're like, well, eight five is good for this judge. You know, nine five be good for this judge. Is this person constantly giving eight fives? We don't Are know. Are they in the range that's low? We don't know, we don't know we anything.
1: No, no. We don't know. And there's no, there's no be, curiosity it about be. it whatsoever. Not from these people.
0: No. The, 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 I mean, and the and you remember this, this particular
1: story, the headlines, again, back from 2001 were black California couple lowballed by 500K in home appraisal believe race was a factor. The couple believes race was a factor mm. is the headline. But the, the, the two words
0: in that is believe yes. and factor. <laughs> Not that it was the only thing. It was a factor. And, and,
1: and what, I, what I love is, factors. I mean, even, the, even in that story, the, 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 the um, description underneath the photo of the house is the Austin family sunk $400,000 into renovating their home, but were stunned when they barely gained any value during the appraisal process. What the appraiser might know when they come in is what the local values are, um, and they might know what you paid for the house. They may or may not know that you spent $400,000 renovating that home. Um, And again, did you get a good deal for those renovations? Were were they quality? Was the work quality? Um, Is it likely to be the thing that will get you a huge payday? I don't know. Is it just a bad appraisal? Was the appraiser just doing a bad job? Mm-hmm. That's entirely possible too. But again, zero curiosity about this. Um, and the reality is that lots of people get shitty appraisals. It certainly happened to me before the, the, and I got another one and it was better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, plumb, the plumber that was at my house uh, this uh, weekend, I'm um, trying to solve my water crisis that all of you are <laughs> <have the> <laughs> subscribers to. The and Moynihan does in um, fact have water again. We, he w- he was like, what the fuck? Because like this house, every time you peel something back, it was done by someone with yeah. like mental health problems. They're like, you know, wires. Thing. And he's like, <laughs> what the fuck? And he said to me, apropos of nothing, he's like, you know, did you have the house inspected? I was like, of course. And he's like, yeah, they just don't look. It's a volume business. Sure. They don't look at anything. You get nothing yeah. out of an inspection. If there's mold, you don't know it. If the wiring's bad, you don't know it. They just are like kind of thing appraisal the same way it's very very hard to get all the specifics and i'll give you another example something fairly similar this algorithm based i'm trading in my car because i want to trade it in which value one yeah Uh, the (laughs) one that i actually
2: drive actually
0: you know what i've been i've been driving the midge all uh uh, yeah. all weekend um, mm. and it's been glorious top down um, yeah, alt- alternator mm. issue though belt's not tight enough got to get a tighter <laughs> belt um, but you know call me if you if you have any questions <laughs> about that um, but i there's automatic um yeah. you the vin number mileage and there's automatic appraisals of your um
1: yeah of your trading i'm selling my covid uh, car uh, too actually 14
0: uh mm-hmm.
1: 14, and
0: 21000 mm.
1: Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. Obvious racism. Huge, I have Obvious no idea racism. why. Wait, where did you get the higher I, value? What, well, what was the I company mean, that you price out with?
0: Uh, it was probably owned by Irish people. They're like, oh that's fine. Give them Moynihan. Give Moynihan. Give them twenty one. Give them a fucking twenty one thousand. It'd be great. However, people. Um, uh, the the higher one was uh, was the was the company that I'm going with. I'll just put it that way. Oh, you don't it. want to endorse um, them on the you, you don't literally, want to endorse I can. endorse pocket Uh, i don't want to endorse them yet. let me i'll I'll do it in a couple weeks after you get your money yeah if i get (laughs) my money back but i can screenshot them the the i got one that was 16 one that was 14 something and one was 21 i mean it's like like, in you in the scale that's much smaller i mean that's like a 50 percent difference come on right not 50 percent, but it's like a a 25 percent, 30 percent difference it's crazy um and i don't know why i don't know why Um, but I suppose it's, (laughs) (laughs) I assume that's why. Yeah.
2: I wrote a piece for a reason two years ago called The Equity Mess that talked about the word Mm -hmm. equity and and, uh, it's creep, it's mission creep, and then including right square into the Biden administration in literally week one of their Mm -hmm. work. And one of the enduring ironies of all of that is that uh, talking about equity is a way of looking at outcomes that look bad and ascribing racism to it without any smoking gun or tape or Mark Furman or whatever (laughs) to it. Um, And the, the, uh, the selectivity of how that is applied is, is just astonishing Mm -hmm. because if you wanted to, you could say that the most racist uh, recent policy that has happened in America, arguably could be the way that schools were closed uh, during COVID. Right, predominantly uh, democratic-run cities, predominantly minorities affected by it, um, and the learning loss is catastrophic. The various uh, uh, social pathologies associated with it, catastrophic, disproportionately uh, uh, experienced by people of color, uh, and that's not how people use that. They use it uh, as an anecdote in uh, home appraisal. They don't look at the like searing, screaming data of policies that they championed. It is so strange. You would think that if this is how you're really going to measure everything from now on, okay, I got some stuff to mm-hmm. point to you to, gun laws, uh, criminal justice, enforcement reforms, a bunch of other things too. Um, but no, it's, it's really selectively, it's as selective as Baseball Hall of Fame mm-hmm. awards and other things as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's So much other stuff that we could have talked about. Um, there's uh, yeah. some interesting Twitter drama tonight. Uh, specifically, it, it looks like the oh, no. new or the current, or I guess recently current, now former, um, trust and safety head has departed today, um, like this evening. Uh, and it appears, of, yeah, it uh, appears Twitter. that the departure was precipitated because Elon has been responding to a number of concerned posts from prominent conservatives, uh, specifically from the Daily Wire, um, who are upset. That their their publishing of the feature film made by one Matt Welch, <laughs> God, God damn it what? is a woman. Yes, um, is uh, is now being throttled <laughs> on Twitter. And for a while, the last post that I saw,
0: I just want I do uh, I do want to point out just to be fair to Matt Matt Welch that his movie is called <laughs> I am a woman. Yes, um, yes, it's not. It's very different than Matt Walsher's movie mm, because yeah. Matt is now trans. <laughs> As you decided but earlier earlier tonight, today. I don't know if this is still the yeah.
1: case. Um the Daily Wire You look like you're in the Indigo Girls, by the <laughs> way. Matt, thank you. As yeah. as Just so you know. the, earlier today, <laughs> the Daily Wire had posted um the feature, the feature-length film, the entire thing there. Um, What is a woman? Uh and you can actually see a, a screen cap of it uh with a little bit a little flag that says visibility visibility limited. This tweet may violate Twitter's rules against hateful conduct. Um, And Ben Shapiro is tweeting this image and saying Twitter is now visibly limiting, um, visibility limiting, quote, what is a woman? Uh, as As premiering on Daily Wire's Twitter page, they did it within seconds of its premiere. It cannot be retweeted. Nothing has been fixed. Um, and he was clearly doing this uh, in hopes of calling Elon's attention to it. Other people had done so earlier about related things. Um, Elon, um, to his credit, um, suggested that this kind of uh, thing probably shouldn't be censored. He went on to say that, you know, if you uh, won't use someone's pronouns at most, this is rude. This isn't sort of violence or hateful conduct. Um, but, and he also went on to say that he personally does, in fact, use people's preferred pronouns because he views it. Um, as uh, similar to using someone's name, I suppose I'd have, I'd have some rules. I mean, if your pronouns are your majesty, I'm not going to say that.
2: It's not going to happen, so don't even try mm-hmm. it. <laughs> are you going like pronounce the letter names of his children? Uh, X like y X one
0: yeah I'm sure it has an effect on it that that one of his children is trans. It's also true. of you.
1: Yeah, place? although there may be yeah. some strain in that relationship. Although, I don't know, and I don't want to be a gossip rag here. I Just something I read someplace, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Let's just cut that. Um, uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, yeah. Nope. But uh, it's very <laughs> it's very odd um, that that, that drama, the two dramas are kind of happening side by side, because at the same time that that is going on, there was a story that was published today or yesterday about a new study that suggests that Twitter – is not uh, pulling, quote, hateful content or hate speech um, that is posted to the platform by people who are paying for the Twitter blue service or people who at least have blue check marks, because there are plenty of them who don't, in fact, pay for the service, but still retain their blue check marks. Um, And the suggestion Mm -hmm. from this study is that Twitter is, quote, uh, to quote one headline at Axios, Twitter not removing hateful posts from subscribed users' study finds, um, so it's interesting that both of those things are happening at the same time, um, although the departure of the trust and safety person perhaps suggests that uh, the things flow in a direction that the people who want greater censorship on the platform are probably not going to like.
0: Mm.
2: I um, just wait for the next everything store. It's not going to be Twitter. It can't be. Um, there'll be a place that once again just publishes everything. That'll be fun. But it'll be another year or two before that happens, I think. Like YouTube was that. At some point, Spotify was close to that until they got into podcasts. You need place. Google was that originally. It's the everything store. Everything's there. Um, and then people are like, oh, cool. Let's do all our stuff there. And then once it gets big enough, everyone's like, okay, we have to mau-mau this and and uh, drive people, the bad people off. And then it gets boring. And I think that's definitely happened to Twitter, regardless of the permutations of Musk over the years. Um, hopefully, there'll be a new one.
0: Um, before we go, uh, I just want to congratulate um, two people uh, that deserve our congratulations Matt and Camille. <laughs> ben, Matt and Camille, uh, for the return of the independence. <laughs> been announced, the uh, <laughs> has been, they've <laughs> figured out. <laughs> the, they figured out that the the weak link was Kennedy. I'm not you. <laughs> um, <laughs> took them ten years. But fine. Um,
1: they cut, they cut red eye. No, I want to congratulate. Greg took over the whole network. So we'll see what happens next for Kennedy.
2: Exactly. Right. Maybe,
0: maybe they're going to throw Kennedy up on. Uh, they should. They oh should put gosh. her in the big.
2: The big boys. Put her in, put yeah. her in the big seat. But um, she's so funny. Um
0: She'll get them sued faster than Dan, uh, Dan Bongo Bongo um, or whoever. Stuart Varney. Um, no, this is a, the the congratulations are uh, to two people who um, have shown and 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 do a great job of showing that uh, America is the greatest place to live because anything is possible and that is former Chicago mayor Lori Lightfoot mm-hmm. and uh, former uh, DA in San Francisco, Chesa Boudin, uh, two people who are colossal failures at their job and just got sinecures at uni- great universities. <laughs> uh, Lori Lightfoot um, is getting you know one day of class for every Oof. murder she presided over oh, in, uh, in Chicago. And so she'll be there for the next 40 years and uh, Chase Boudin is starting his own little um his own sinecure at u uh, c Berkeley, I think, is that right? seems to be it is right. Berkeley. um and as I think one of our readers pointed out um that I'm going to paraphrase and put my own spin on it that uh, Chase Bodin managed to get a university mm-hmm. uh, position. Uh, faster than his parents, and without setting off any bombs or <laughs> shooting people that were um, well, he didn't do uh, it. Himself, operating a Brinks but, truck, you know. and killing. <laughs> well, the, yeah. Well, actually, his parents. I don't. His parents weren't the trigger people, but just getaway car drivers in the uh, execution killing of the first black police officer in Nyack, New York. As you do, a man named Waverly Brown, who was uh, yeah. brutally slaughtered with the. But with they did the it for assistants, racial assistants justice. And that's the important. So,
1: congratulations. Thing. Motives matter they yeah. did
0: well you have to you know yeah you can't make an omelet without killing a few black people oh, who God. are trailblazers is uh, what the old I think quote that's is. how it goes i'm how sorry I, i'm not endorsing yeah, it i'm him. i'm opposing it i yeah yeah, yeah i'm opposed you to would that. you retrograde yeah. monster um, yeah and we have one listener and former guest who's gonna be really <laughs> pissed off at me for this and send too bad <laughs> message
2: you're just <laughs> One person. You're just trying to set they up some sparks. messages I could already hear it, hear it being. Fine. I was just messaging with her
1: today, actually.
0: You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That we can we can acknowledge uh, who that person is, um, if we if we'd like to. That person is. <laughs> we love
1: us. you, Angela. Um, <laughs> Shouts out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or as what I, I call her, I call her White Angela Davis. Um, <laughs> yeah, so slaver. You know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> you ra- you're radical. You're radical nut. Uh, we, I love her yeah. desperately, and we should have her back soon. So, um, um, mm-hmm. we don't even have to mention you. You can figure it out. You can figure yeah. it out. Leave it in the comments. You know who we're talking about. So, and if you don't, you're not a great listener shame on to the show, and you should um, your, punish-
2: your
1: punishment is the to the download all of the old it, episodes yeah. and listen to them again. The first time,
0: yeah, that's right, and and and, and figure <laughs> out that it's Laura Basil <laughs> really quickly, and then be like, "Why the fuck am I listening to this nonsense?" Oh um, God! But you know, Laura's Laura's a, 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 an amazingly uh, bright, um, funny person who has uh, one big uh, blind spot, and that. oh um, God! <laughs> so. so, so Laura Bazwan, well, I mean, love you, but you know, we, we live in a world of
1: washing terrorism. You know, that's I the sometimes, that's the thing have, that we've learned today, Michael Moynihan. Yes. The, debt, the debt limit, Look, terrorism. Of course. Yes. The you put Dylan terrorism, Mulvaney yeah. on the uh, yeah, Miller I bet, Light. I bet Laura Bazwan loves that. Terrorism. Yep. You go to yep, Target terrorism. and you all you yep, want yep, is yep. bikini bottom that is tuck friendly, terrorism. It's too mm-hmm. much. It is too mm-hmm. much. Terror- the terrorism. fact that these yeah. things aren't actually yeah. selling yeah. doesn't matter. It is terrorism that you put it in the store. Doesn't matter. And it's terrorism All that terrorism. anyone would want to buy it. Yeah. That is the real problem. Men should be in Speedos, exactly. not yeah. one-piece bikini yes. things with that are tuck-friendly.
0: In <laughs> fairness, I do agree <laughs> with that. Um,
1: so, so, I much prefer the Speedo. I... Um,
0: I Cuz well, you can see the budget in both now. of them? <laughs> no, nope. but um you know, just is, hack off last <laughs> 5 minutes <laughs> yeah. and we're fine. No, 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 no. And I I would only hack off last 5 minutes if I felt bad about uh calling terrorists. terrorist. <laughs> no, you I said she's, not she's sympathetic truth towards
1: hurts. terrorists.
0: Yeah. She's sympathetic <laughs> to terrorism. But is she I mean, sympathetic like, to Speedo. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. That's that's a no, 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 real no. hate crime. She she told me, she told me <laughs> that she was upset um that she wasn't lynn stewart of her generation she'll know who that is and that she desperately wanted to defend Osama bin Laden, but he got killed and i was like what are you that talking about laura calm down and she's like um who uh, it might have it, it might have i'm not sure if it happened i could have thought that it happened but you know we all have our we all have our issues like i sometimes i eat too much chocolate you know i'm like i should eat chocolate so with weakness. diabetes and sometimes she defends terrorism yeah yeah laura bazelon oh, does not defend don't. terrorism no i'm fucking around um, <laughs> she's the best, and we have
1: to ever back soon. So, okay, right. I think All we're right. done. <laughs> bye, bye. We, we, we
2: know of new methods of attack. The Trojan horse.